Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Harinam Chintamani. This is episode 3 of Harinam Chintamani. And we will be studying the chapter 3 of the book. Um, it was written by Srila uh, Sachidananda Bhaktivinoda Thakur. This whole book is about uh, chanting of Hare Krishna and the stages of chanting and how to avoid the offenses. And in this particular chapter, we will be covering the topic of Nama Bhas, stage of chanting. As we know, there are three stages. Nama Parad, which is offensive stage of chanting. Nama Bhas, which is neutral stage of chanting. And Shuddha Nam, which is the pure stage of chanting, where one chants in pure love of Godhead. So, <clears throat> we have briefly looked upon the different stages of chanting. Uh, pure, neutral and offensive. But this particular chapter dives deep into the Nama Bhas stages of chanting and the different uh, stages of Nama Bhas. There are two different stages of Nama Bhas. So all this will be mentioned. <coughs> Alright, so we will say our Mangalacharan prayers and then we will continue. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svabadandikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscham Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganaragunathanvitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namunamaha Namom Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So thank you very much for coming on. So today will be the episode 3 of Harinam Chintamani and we will be discussing the Nama Bhas stage of chanting. <clears throat> Gadai Gauranga Jaya Jannava Jeevan Sita Advaita Jaya Shri Vasadi Bhaktajan 
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu mercifully lifted Haridas up with his own hands and said, Listen, Haridas, to my words. Now explain in detail the meaning of Nama Bhas. If one thoroughly understands Nama Bhas, one's chanting of the holy name will become pure. Then by the power of that pure chanting, he will end his material existence. So there's reason why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is asking from Haridas Thakur. For those who have for those of you who have not followed the first two sessions, it is actually a con is based on a conversation between um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Haridas Thakur. And in this case, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not instructing, he is receiving uh, the knowledge from Haridas Thakur. But of course, Haridas Thakur is well aware that he is not instructing the Supreme Personality of Godhead, rather he is being ordered by the Supreme Lord to speak on the Holy Name. Um, he took it as an order and um, he also aptly said that he referred to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you have, <clears throat> you are the one who is speaking and I am just your instrument. So he, although I am seemingly speaking, actually it is you who are speaking. So that is why the pure devotee's words are always perfect because he repeats Krishna's words. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wants to give the credit to uh, Haridas Thakur just like uh, he gave the credit to Arjuna for for the victory of the Pandavas in the Kurukshetra war. So actually Krishna was the one in the background doing everything. There's actually a nice series of verses in the Srimad Bhagavatam. First canto, 15th chapter. Let's maybe probably go there because you see how Arjuna recollects that all the success that he had in the fight was purely because of Krishna and not because of any credentials he has personally. Now, I'll just go through the translations of these verses because otherwise it will take a little bit more time. So, this is this chapter is um, the description of how the Pandavas retired from their kingly duties when they heard that Krishna has departed this world. So when Krishna departed this world, Arjuna was remembering all those incidences that he had with Krishna and how actually Krishna did everything for them. And um, you see, 1.15.4, so he, from, we will read from here on. Remembering Lord Krishna and his well wishes, benefactions, intimate familial relations and his chariot driving, Arjuna, overwhelmed with and breathing very heavily, began to speak. Arjuna said, O king, he is speaking to Yudhishthir Maharaj, because in the previous chapter, Yudhishthir Maharaj, he asked, how is Krishna, is he busy because uh, he is doing this duty, or is it, why, what is the reason why he is not, you know, we, uh, we, we can't see him. So, he knew that Krishna would have gone, but he did not want to hear that, he asked every other reason. So, this is out of affection. So now Arjuna is actually replying to Yudhishthir Maharaj. O King, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Hari, who treated me exactly like an intimate friend, has left me alone. Thus, my astounding power, which astonished even the demigods, is no longer with me. I have just lost him whose separation for a moment would render all the universes unfavorable and void, like bodies without life. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's in the seventh verse of the Shashtaka. Shunyayatam Jagat Sarvam Govinda Virahenam. Exact same feeling of, that Arjuna was feeling. 
only by his merciful strength now you see here only by his merciful strength was i able to vanquish all the lusty princes assembled at the palace of king drupada for the selection of the bridegroom with my bow and arrow i could pierce the fish target and thereby gain the hand of draupadi now arjuna was certainly skillful but he gave all the credit to krishna here without his uh, merciful strength i wouldn't be able to do it actually honestly that is a fact if one nerve goes out of order in the brain and then we become paralyzed we can't even what what arrow what bow we can't even speak properly hmm we'll be paralyzed our body can't even move so actually only by his mercy we can do anything that's why paurusham narishu it is said 7th chapter 8th verse bhagavad gita anything that is um especially powerful is the you know benediction of krishna if anybody exhibits extraordinary power in anything so he said only by his merciful strength i was able to do that uh, pierce the fish target and thereby gain the hand of draupadi uh, then he says because he was near me it was possible for me to conquer with great dexterity the powerful king of heaven indradeva along with his demigod associates and thus enable the fire god to devastate the khandava forest i don't know if you know this incident from the mahabharata krishna and arjuna especially arjuna and krishna driving his chariot arjuna defeated the entire host of demigods i mean he was an earthly being and he defeated the demigods you know and arjuna is attesting to the fact i'm attesting to the point that because krishna was near me it was possible um, and only by his grace was the demon named maya saved from the blazing khandava forest and thus we could build our assembly house of wonderful architectural workmanship where all the princes assembled during the performance of rajasu yagna and paid due tributes paid you means uh, yudhishthir maharaj your respectable younger brother who possesses the strength of 10000 elephants killed by his grace <laughs> you see he is saying he has the strength of 10000 elephants yes but only by his grace by krishna's grace he would he could kill jarasandha whose feet were worshiped by many kings these kings had been brought for sacrifice in jarasandha's mahabhairava yagna but they were thus released later they paid tribute to your majesty it was he means krishna it was krishna only who loosened the hair of all the wives of the miscreants who dared open the cluster of your queen's hair which had been nicely dressed and sanctified for the great rajasuya sacrificial ceremony at that time she fell down at the feet of lord krishna with tears in her eyes huh the the kauravas loosened the hair means they became widows it means they killed all the men then during our exile durvasamani this is another important incident during our exile durvasamani who eats with his 10000 disciples intrigued with our enemies uh, to put us in dangerous trouble Hmm. at that time he lord krishna simply by accepting the remnants of food saved us by his accepting food thus the assembly of munis while bathing in the river felt sumptuously fed and all the three worlds were also satisfied so this is the incident where durvasamani came to the ashram of the pandavas in the forest with his 10000 disciples and yudhishthir maharaj and the pandavas said okay we will feed you and then they went to take a bath in the river and then because they had this akshayapatra pot given by the sun god which could produce unlimited for uh, varieties of food uh, dishes uh, but it would only produce for that day until draupadi has eaten 
if draupadi has eaten and that's it that will will not produce for that day uh, so draupadi has already eaten by then and the pot was empty so when the sages went to the water river yudhishthir maharaj found out this so then what to do then they prayed to krishna and krishna immediately appeared immediately appeared from nowhere and then he asked draupadi to give the pot akshay patra and then he saw inside there was one leaf you know shak one of the spinach one small part of the leaf inside the pot he just took that one and ate and with that all the sages in the water including durvasamuni felt full and durvasamuni remembered his incident with ambarish maharaj what is the problem with you know offending vaishnavas so he knew yudhishthir maharaj is a great vaishnava and all the pandavas are so he thought if i go there to the ashram and i'm already full like we can't eat anything it's like totally full so he will be feel offended so better not uh, face the anger of a vaishnava let's just silently go from there so they went so in this way they were saved and arjuna is remembering only because of krishna we were be able to we were able to come out of all these things one by one one by one he was remembering all the incidences so it was by his influence only that in a fight i was able to astonish the personality of god lord shiva and his wife the daughter of mount himalaya this is parvati thus he lord shiva became pleased with me and awarded me his own weapon pashupadastra other demigods also delivered their respective weapons to me and in addition i was i was able to reach the heavenly planets in this present body and was allowed a half elevated seat in the heavenly planets all by his grace because otherwise it is not possible in this body to go to heavenly planets when i stayed for sometimes some days as a guest in the heavenly planets all the heavenly demigods including indradeva took shelter of my arms which were marked with the gandiva bow to kill the demon named nivata kavacha o king descendant of ajamidha at the present moment i am bereft of the supreme personality of godhead by whose influence i was so powerful so arjuna is is remembering uh, he is acknowledging the fact that all his power was due to krishna only due to his influence i was so powerful the military strength of the kauravas was like an ocean in which there dwelled many invincible existences and thus it was insurmountable but because of his friendship i seated on the chariot was able to cross over it and only by his grace was i able to regain the cows and also collect by force many helmets of the kings which were bedecked with jewels that were sources of all brilliance it was he only who withdrew the duration of life from everyone and who in the battlefield withdrew the speculative power and strength of enthusiasm from the great military phalanx made by the kauravas headed by bhishma karna drona shalya etc their arrangement was expert and more than adequate but he lord sri krishna while going forward did all this just by by going forward in the chariot he did all these things he diminished their lifespan and everything hmm. great generals like bhishma drona karna bhurishrava susharma shalya jayadratha and bahlika all directed their invincible weapons against me but by his lord krishna's grace they could not even touch a hair on my head similarly prahlad maharaj the supreme devotee of lord narasimhadev was unaffected by the weapons the demons used against him it was only by his mercy that my enemies neglected to kill me when i descended from my chariot to get water for my thirsty horses and it was due to my lack of esteem for my lord that i dared engage him as my chariot driver for he is worshiped and offered services by the best men to attain salvation hmm you see how he is 
condemning himself to for having engaged krishna as his driver o king his jokings and frank talks were pleasing and beautifully decorated with smiles his his addresses unto me as o son of pritha o friend o son of the kuru dynasty and all such heartiness are now remembered by me and thus i am overwhelmed generally both of us used to live and sleep uh, live together and sleep sit and loiter together and at the time of advertising oneself for acts of chivalry sometimes if there were any irregularity i used to reproach him by saying my friend you are very truthful even in those hours when his value was minimized he being the supreme soul used to tolerate all those utterances of mine excusing me exactly as a true friend excuses his true friend or a father excuses his son o emperor now i am separated from my friend and dear most well-wisher the supreme personality of godhead and therefore my heart appears to be void of everything in his absence i have been defeated by a number of infidel cowherd men while i was guarding the bodies of all the wives of krishna i have the very same gandiva bow the same uh, gandiva bow the same arrows the same chariot drawn by the same horses and i use them as the same arjuna to whom all the kings offered their due respects but in the absence of lord krishna all of them at a moment's notice have become null and void it is exactly like offering clarified butter on ashes accumulating money with a magic wand or sowing seeds on barren land see the very same instruments arjuna used but without the help of krishna without the mercy of krishna he was rendered so useless that even cowherdmen defeated him whereas he could defeat even indra so then of course he says now i am attracted to those instructions imparted to me by the personality of govind uh, godhead govinda because they are impregnated with instructions for relieving the burn, burning heart in all circumstances of time and space so you can see how the lord empowers his devotee and the devotee gets all the credit but arjuna is not <laughs> proud that oh i did everything no he is totally conscious that it was only possible by krishna because of krishna that's why there is a verse yesham jayastu pandaputranam yesham pakshe janardana if you see in the purport of bhagavad gita 1.14 purport it is mentioned there jayastu pandaputranam yesham pakshe janardana so who on whoever side janardana is he will get all victory and because he was on pandava side they will get all the victory so similarly hanuman also did extraordinary activities in the ramayana but he always knew that only because of ram he could do everything he was never proud that oh ram is useless i am the most heroic person in the ramayana no he he always was conscious but the lord sometimes acts inferior so that his devotee will be glorified madbhakta puja bhyadhika worship of his devotee is greater than his own worship so <clears throat> so he is asking haridas thakur to explain about nama bhas he said and he is explaining the reason why he is asking this particular question see if one thoroughly understands nama bhas one's chanting of the holy name will become pure then by the power of that pure chanting so he will end his material existence the holy name like the sun dispels the darkness of illusion however sometimes clouds or mist cover the sun from the viewer so that only a portion of light comes through in the same way when ignorance and anarthas predominate the sun of the holy name becomes covered and only a portion of the full effect of the name is felt 
therefore in some cases the holy name will appear in full force in the heart of the chanter just a second So, <clears throat> yeah. in the same way when ignorance and anarthas predominate, the sun of the holy name becomes covered and only a portion of the full effect of the name is felt. Therefore, in some cases the holy name will appear in full force in the heart of the chanter, but in other cases clouds of ignorance and anarthas will minimize the effect of the name on the chanter. The efficacy of the holy name reduces according to the, the anarthas that we have. Because we are not, we are clouding ourselves with all the anarthas and ignorance. So, what is ignorance? Ignorance is of three types. So, see how um, so this is actually being explained by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. So, what is ignorance? Ignorance is of three types. If one does not know the true spiritual nature of the holy name which one has accepted, this ignorance of the name, like mist, leads one into darkness. Secondly, a person ignorant that Krishna is the Supreme Lord will take to worship of the demigods in the path of material piety. Thirdly, one who is ignorant of the transcendental nature of his own self as an infinitesimal part of Krishna in his world, takes shelter of the world of impermanence and illusion, and thus he will remain eternally in ignorance. So three types of ignorance. Ignorance of the name, of the power of the name. Ignorance that the Lord is Supreme Lord. Krishna is Supreme Lord. And ignorance of one's own nature as the infinitesimal part of Krishna. So then we will be interested in this world. And then we will worship demigods. And we will, you know, we will not know the glory of the holy name. And then take it easy. Take it not with full seriousness. So these are the three types of ignorance. When the Lord had finished, Harida said, Today I am most fortunate for from my mouth the Supreme Lord Himself, Sri Chaitanya, will hear about the Holy Name. Haridas first explained about ignorance. Knowledge means knowing Krishna is the Lord and that the living entities are His servants and that the material world is a non-conscious gross manifestation or byproduct of the Lord. <clears throat> so these things must be clear in a, in a devotee's uh, mind and heart if we have doubts regarding this then in proportion to the doubts the effect of the holy name will reduce so the person who does not know clearly the nature of these principles and their relationship lives under the shadow of ignorance so you see this is why we have to hear Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita uh, why we have to read Prabhupada's books? Because of, you see, if we don't have this knowledge, then we are approaching the holy name with full offenses. And we will not get the full effect of chanting the holy name. Oh, I will only chant Prabhu, I have no time to read. Well, we have to make time. Otherwise, our chanting, you see, will be affected greatly. You know, greatly hindered. 
So the person who does not know clearly the nature of these principles and their relationship lives under the shadow of ignorance. This is one cause of namabhas or covering of the sun of the pure holy name by which its full effects cannot be felt. So even in namabhas there is not complete understanding you see. Actually the mist of ignorance simply covers the individual living entity's eye in a localized position. So what is saying here, it's not that it covers the holy name, but covers one's own, just like the cloud, cannot cover the sun. It covers our vision of the sun. Clouds are actually very small compared to the sun. Similarly, our ignorance has no power to cover the holy name, but it covers us so that we can't receive the holy name appropriately. So, actually the mist of ignorance simply covers the individual living entity's eye in a localized position. Just as the sun becomes invisible only from the relative position of the individual under the cloud, but is never really covered. So that is the same way it happens. So the holy name is never covered, for it is non-different from Krishna and eternally transcendental and pure. The full effects are diminished for those people who have over their eyes the cloud of anarthas and the mist of ignorance. So that is ignorance, the three types of ignorance. Now, what are anarthas? These are classified as thirst for material objects. Asat, Trishna. Trishna means thirst. Asat means for material objects. So these are classified as thirst for material objects. Asat, Trishna. Miserliness of the heart. Hridaya, Daurbalya. And offense, Aparad. Shudram, Hridaya, Daurbalyam, Tyakvotishtha Parantapa, Klaibhyam, Masmagamah, Partha, Naitatvayupapadyate. So, Krishna said to Arjuna, give up this petty weakness of heart. Hridaya Daurbalyam. Bala means strength. Durbala means weakness. Daurbalyam means weakness, of, I mean, relating to the weakness. Hridaya Daurbalyam. So, weakness of the heart. So, an offense. Three things. Asatrishna, Hridaya Daurbalya and Aparad. So, uh, one point here, that this text, Harinam Chintamani, was written in Bengali language. Okay, so these words that are there, Asatrishna, Hridaya, Daurbalya, Aparad, these are all actually from the verses. In fact, I have a copy of the, the hard copy of the Harinam Chintamani. It's with uh, Sundagopal Prabhu. Somebody gifted him. So, uh, I have opened that the other day and saw. So, there are verses and translation, verse and translation. But not word-to-word meanings, just the verse and the translation, verse and translation, like that, the whole book. So, this is basically like a prose and there's no verses here in this in this uh, particular translation that we are reading, but that one has. So anyway, let's go on. Asatrishna, Hridaya, Daurbalya and Aparad. These are the Anarthas. The category of thirst for material object objects is divided thus, so it is further divided. Craving for material objects in this world craving for heavenly sense pleasures in the next life and desire for mystic yoga powers and the desire for liberation in Brahman. So four. You see four. We can make a whole chart about this Nama Bhas and all these things, you know, based on these descriptions. <coughs> um, so desire for... so. Craving for material objects in this life, craving for heavenly pleasures in the next life, desire for mystic yoga powers, yogic powers, and then desire for liberation in Brahman. Four 
types of anarthas uh, sorry four types of uh, asatrishna this is asatrishna alone and then uh, the hridaya daurbalya weakness of heart may be analyzed as attachment to trifling things unrelated to krishna deceit envy of someone else's progress and longing for position and fame you see um arjuna hridaya daurbalyam when krishna said hridaya daurbalyam you see he, arjuna was actually having all these symptoms what were them attachment to trifling things unrelated to krishna the body of their relative of his relatives and you know uh, deceit well arjuna was not really deceitful envy of someone else's progress was not really there longing for position and fame was there किं नो राज्येन गोविंद किं भोगैर्जीवन वेषाथे कांक्षित नो राज्यम भोगा सुखा च सो इट वाट इज यूज इफ ऐ नो एंजॉम अचीव एव्रीथिंग द किंगडम बट देन ऐव नो बड़ी टू एंजॉय विथ स्वजनम हि कथम हवा सुखिन स्वाम माधवा वेर इज हैपीनेस इफ वी किल अवर ओन रिटिव विद हूम शेल वी एंजॉय दिस ऑपिलेंस दट वी विल हैव वन इन द वॉर सो सच यू नो um so he was thinking oh it will be nice if i can have a kingdom along with them so that i can have this prestige and you know this position and fame and all that so that was there and then attachment to his family members was there especially so hridaya daurbalyam offense now aparad may be divided into offenses to the holy name offenses to krishna himself seva aparad offenses to krishna's devotees vaishnava aparad um and offenses to other living entities so by these anarthas the influence and each of them each of those are subdivided into many like there are 10 offenses against the holy name 32 offenses in the in the temple in the seva aparad so likewise there are so many offenses like that and vaishnava aparad of course of, is one of the offenses against the holy name as well but you see all these offenses dham aparad is there so so many offenses to be avoided so subdivided into many many so by these anarthas what are they asatrishna hridaya daurbalyam aparadha by these anarthas the influence of the holy name becomes obstructed and the full transcendental nature of the name is not manifested the living entity will continue under the shadow of nama bhas as long as he is ignorant of sambandha tattva the basic facts concerning the jiva god and the material nature and their mutual relationship <laughs> now we may think hey sambandha gyan well we have we can understand yes krishna is supreme personality of godhead we are his eternal servant and the material nature is his energy and you know we are under the material energy now we have to get liberated from this and we go back to vaikuntaloka yeah seem to be we can understand all the mutual relationships but understanding means realization we have to act on that if we are not acting on that platform we have not sufficiently understood we have heard it okay we have we are theoretically accepting it but we have not really realized it so unless we realize the sambandha tatva in in without any uh, doubt and without any interruption it is not complete understanding of sambandha tatva yet same so however when the serious student takes shelter of a bona fide guru this is the first step in understanding sambandha tatva we have to take shelter of a bona fide guru those who cannot understand by force of his effective spiritual practice he can remove the obstructions blocking the sun of the holy name 
when the clouds and mist go away the brilliant sun of the name becomes visible and bestows upon the devotee the treasure of love of god same after the bona fide guru gives sambandha gyan so how he removes these obstructions by giving gyan because then with gyan then we understand uh, for example we will not um, have such uh, what is that uh, before this um, before this anarthas what was the other one um, ignorance ignorance so if we understand that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead without doubt then we will not be inclined towards demigod worship and oh it's also okay it's okay fine you know ganesh one only ganesh only so we will not have this kind of um, uh, weak stands we have to have a strong stand in krishna consciousness so if you're not sufficiently convinced then we will have all these weaknesses so the ignorance will be dispelled anarthas will be dispelled so sambandha gyan is important the more we understand the importance the more carefully we will approach the holy name krishna his seva and everything hmm like I, I many times i cited this example of this bus drivers um, who were disciples i mean who joined the devotees in the during prabhupada's time and they used to have bus traveling parties and they used to go town to town village to village city to city in america and they used to you know distribute books and conduct dramas and you know distribute prasadam and have street sankirtans kirtans on the street so in this way they used to do programs and traveling and made so many devotees now in the course of their travels they met these two bus drivers who were driving buses for some company and then they were attracted and they joined and they became bus drivers for the two of the buses and eventually as they were traveling so they used to have the devotees used to have classes also bhagavatam classes bhagavad gita classes every day even though they were traveling and everything um so as they were having classes these two they used to wash the buses so that it will be you know maintain the buses and everything so that they can move on with the travel so they were not hearing the classes so much and then eventually after some time after a few months they felt oh why at least we were getting some salary when we were driving those buses now here we don't even get a salary and you know what we were really doing with our lives so okay they left so when we don't hear we don't take the seva seriously we take it as some ordinary thing in fact worse than ordinary thing because there at least we got salary here nothing what we were getting so it was than animal life you know <laughs> they think like that prabhupada said once you know for a person who does not understand the importance of spiritual life then when he sees the devotees are you know especially the sanyasis you know they don't have sex life or even grahasthas they don't have illicit sex life only for procreation that's practically almost like no sex so it's like they think the materialists think oh this is worse than animal life so they don't understand the importance of the seva and the importance of krishna consciousness basically so <clears throat> that's why knowledge is important so that we can approach it with caution approach it with full respect adrita um anadrita yushmadangraya patanti adha when why why people fall on why the impersonalists fall on but they don't have adar adrita or respect or regard for the lotus feet of krishna so without knowledge not only impersonalists but we also get anadrita yushmadangraya so then we also patanti adha we will also fall down same thing it's not just for impersonalists it's applicable in all stages um 
भजंती अवजानंती स्थानात भ्रष्टा So there will be so much clouds and mist, the sun will be blocked. After the Bonafide Guru gives Sambandha Gyan, he instructs the disciple on the practice of culturing the holy name, Sadhana Bhakti. This is Abhidheya or, or process. Uh, first there is Sambandha Gyan and then there is Abhidheya. Guru guides us in this also, uh, sadhana, sadhana Bhakti. By this specific process, the name will show its influence and drive out the anarthas. That's why there are so many purificatory processes. You know, we, we engage in certain rules and certain prohibitions. So that the mist can be kept away and let the sun uh, light come through unobstructed. That's the reason why we follow these things. Finally, the jiva achieves the goal of life, love of God, and in that position he continues his performance of chanting the holy name in, in full spiritual bliss, prema. The highest of the stages of atta- uh, advancement. The ignorance of correct knowledge is explained as follows. The living entity takes shelter of the bona fide guru and with genuine faith receives the correct knowledge about Krishna, the spirit soul, material nature and the relationship of the, of the three According to scripture, Krishna is the eternal Lord and the living entities are his eternal servants linked to the Lord by the bond of love, Prema. This relationship of the Jiva to God in Prema Bhakti is also eternal. This is the living entity's constitutional nature which has only to be uncovered. However, the Jeeva, when the Jiva forgets that he is the eternal servant of Krishna, he comes into the material world looking for happiness. But this universe of illusion is a prison house for the jivas, acting as a remedial or reformatory process by punishing the jivas for turning away from Krishna. That is the purpose of this material world. The material world is meant as a place of purification. And therefore, in the grand scheme of things, the material world is a very, very nice place. Because ultimately, it is enabling us to purify ourselves from our contaminated desires, although seemingly giving the facility to fulfill our desires, it is also purifying us. Because ultimately we will not be happy and we will be punished and eventually we will question and then we will be guided and then we will be liberated. So this is the whole process of uh, or the whole purpose of this material world. By the mercy of the pure Vaishnava devotees of the Lord, if the Jiva takes up Krishna's name with correct knowledge of Sambandha, he will certainly attain the great treasure of Prema, the perfectional activity of the living entity. At that time, even liberation of merging into the Lord's effulgence becomes detestable. Hmm. At that time it will become detestable. But as long as the transcendental knowledge of Sambandha is not accepted, the anarthas and ignorance must remain. And the person will continue on the platform of Nama Bhas. Though the person chants, the effect is limited. You see, even in Nama Bhas, the effect is limited. 
However, even chanting in the Nama Bhasa stage is considered to be very auspicious. Now, even though this is a case, mm, there are anarthas blocking. Even in the Nama Bhasa stage, what to speak of Nama Parad? Nama Parad, that's why in the previous chapter, if you have noticed, those who are in chanting in Nama Bhasa stage are called semi Vaishnavas. Those who are chanting in pure love of Godhead are called Vaishnavas. Those who are chanting with Nama Parads, I don't know what to call them. It's like Bhakta Praya. Almost devotees are like, you know, entering into devotional service. 0.001% devotee, 0.0000001% devotee, like that. Or 1, 2, 3, 4. Semi Vaishnava is at least half, 50%. Nama Bhas is at least half. So, you just, just, it is a good uh, uh, metric for us to even evaluate ourselves actually where we stand in the category of a Vaishnava. <laughs> how, how close or how far we are from pure chanting, that much less we are of a Vaishnava. So, it is a good, uh, it's a good um, analytical tool for us to, you know, understand this. So, this, this is a very good description, you see, very profound. However, even chanting in the Nama Bhasa stage is considered to be very auspicious. It is considered the chief of pious activities. For by the accumulation of Nama Bhasa activity, one eventually gains faith to accept devotional service properly. That means even in Nama Bhasa, he is not accepting devotional service properly yet. Of course, and that's why he doesn't have Prema yet. If one is fully pure, he should be in Prema. So as long as one is not in Prema, pure love of God or Shuddhanam, there is impurities there. So just imagine Namaprad, how far it is. Such great distance from the Suddhanam. Namabhas is considered higher than the activities of yoga, sacrifice, varnashram rules, austerities, etc. because it will lead to the path of pure bhakti. The processes of yoga, austerities, etc. unless mixed with some activities of bhakti will never lead to bhakti. We have seen this before. Tributary they are tributaries into bhakti but not they on their own they cannot be effective what are the effects of chanting in nama bhas what are the effects of chanting in nama bhas by chanting in Nama Bhas, all sinful effects are destroyed. Sarva Pape Bhyo Shame. That happens in Nama Bhas stage. Sarva Dharman Parityaj Jamaamekam Charanam Vridham. Ahantvam Sarva Pape Bhyo Shame. That part happens at least in Nama Bhas. Even then it is not uh, full surrender to Krishna yet. Only in Prema then it is complete. Mm. And one can attain liberation from the material world. Mm. One can attain liberation from with Nama Bhas. All the effects of Kali Yuga are overcome. You know that that verse um Kalau Krita Yugetasya Kalis no Kalau Krita Yugamtasya Kalau Krita Yugastasya Kalau uh, Kalis 
कलाकृतयुगम कलाकृतयुगम तलिस्तुगे ये गोविंद हृदय हृदय युता फॉर वन हू एज लॉट गोविंद इन हिज हार्ट सत्ययुग बिकम्स मैनिफेस्ट इन द मिड्स ऑफ कली एंड कॉन्वर्सली इवन सत्ययुग बिकम्स कलियुग फॉर वन हू डज नॉट हैव द इनफेलेबल लॉर्ड इन हिज हार्ट सो ऑल इफेक्ट्स ऑफ कली आर डिस्ट्रॉयड वेन वन एक्सेप्ट नामाभास एटलीस्ट सी इन दिस वर्स इट इज सेट लाइक दिस टू एनकरेज बट देन मोर डिटेल इज देर इन हरिनाम सुनता मन यू सी एट वॉट स्टेज दिस होली नेम विल एक्चुअली गिव दैट रिजल्ट um so of course it is encouraged that you know one chant of the holy name can rid oneself of all the sins that he is even able to commit in the future but that is only possible with nama bhas not in nama aparad hmm this way it is said bahu janma kare jodi shravan kirtan tabutana paaye krishna pade prema dhan we cannot get the krishna prem even after millions of years of chanting if we commit offenses <clears throat> by chanting at this stage namabhas stage all anxieties will go and peace can be obtained evil influences of ghosts demons spirits and unfavorable planets are also nullified now <laughs> here there is a more uh, information here you see all anxieties will go kaleshagni sometimes we oh, i'm chanting prabhu nothing is happening why uh, i'm chanting offense offensively then how why anything will happen evil influences from ghosts demons spirits and unfavorable planets are also nullified so these astrological influences you know of planets um will not act when one chants the holy name in nama bhas stage or pure naam shuddha naam mari naam aparad stage we will still face but of course krishna is not unkind to those who are chanting in naam aparad because they are at least trying but still with full of aparad so definitely krishna will also mitigate but not to the extent it only is it all depends on our involvement in the process uh, what is that yadrishi yadrishi shraddha siddhir bhavati tadrishi ye yatha maam prapadyante tams tathaiva bhajamyaham uh, as much as we surrender to that process as much as we get involved in the process that much krishna will reward us hmm. that's all so even in the nama prad stage if we are doing if we are sincerely trying then he will also reduce the effects and then whatever effects that residual effects that come through will be actually only um, token punishments and they will in fact inspire the devotee to have lesser and lesser faith in the material world and eventually come to nil and propel the devotee towards having faith only in krishna and completely giving up faith in the material world so in this way even the person who is in nama aparad of course will be still helped but only to the degree of how much he is surrendered to the process okay so evil influences of ghosts demons spirits and unfavorable planets are also nullified hmm you know sometimes there are incidences where prabhu actually sundagopal prabhu he narrated an incident uh, which happened in uh, indonesia in this part of the world this indonesia thailand the black magic is quite prominent 
and uh, that means you know all this this black arts so the one of the devotees she was a young girl like 17 years old and she was possessed of a ghost it seems in this this happened in jakarta or some some other place when prabhu was a young devotee at the time so um, she was having this ghost in her and she was acting like crazy and then people were trying to hold her back because she was just breaking things and everything and then 10 men she was like a very thin girl like not even that strong physically but then 10 men tried to stop her some holding her leg some holding her hand some holding her face but she just threw away all the 10 men even that strong she was like and everybody was chanting even hari krishna namaste narasimha but still she was going on and on and on after many hours subsided so oh, we may think oh the ghost is so powerful overcome namaste narasimha narasimha pair but it was apparently as if nothing was happening even when everybody was chanting namaste narasimha continuously but the thing is again with how much uh, faith we have taken up that you know holy name so here here it is said that in nama bhas no problem you know like prabhupad he bought a he bought a of course there are also incidences where the in um, evil influences of ghosts have just uh, run away because of the holy name and um, shri prabhupad mentioned that even um, in john lennon's house the beatles star he had a bungalow and then when the devotees were having kirtan prabhupada said the ghosts who were sitting on the top um they they could not um, they could not stand that kirtan and they left for good so there were some ghosts on top of that mansion and they were watching the kirtan and they just could not handle it and they just left so these things do take place you see and of course more importantly it was because of their faith in prabhupada and because of prabhupada's strength happened so even if we do kirtan it depends on how you know with what bhav we are doing kirtan hmm. if we are doing kirtan with the bhav that i want to be known as a great singer well then the level of surrender is that much but if one kirtan is actually meant only for the pleasure of the lord and nothing else so so he is not about talent he is he is about devotion bhavagrahi janardan not talent grahi janardan so <coughs> um anyway evil influences of ghosts demons spirits and unfavorable planets are also nullified even the residents of hellish planets can achieve liberation by chanting them in nama bhas for nama bhas destroys the effects of sinful activities already committed prarabdha karma so even in the past what we have done all those will be nullified so this is the thing akarma means devotional activity um in krishna consciousness such activity has no reaction but not only such activity has no reaction it will also burn up the reaction of the previous activities that we have sinful or pious we have done before that is you know the effect of chanting or taking to devotional service for these reasons nama bhas is even more powerful than the vedas and all holy places it's another very profound statement here 
Nama Bhas is even more powerful than the Vedas and more powerful than all the holy places. Usually when you go to a holy place, you certainly get purified because, you know, the atmosphere is all about Krishna and, you know, the, the, the river, the Yamuna or Ganga or you know, any of the temples, they all remind us of Krishna. All fine and well and good. But if one is chanting in Nama Bhas, Therefore, there's a um, there's a song by Narutam Das Thakur. Actually, I couldn't, I don't know which song exactly it is. Maybe some of you can help me help me out with that. He said, "Tirtha Yatra Parishram Kevalam Maner Brahma." So, Tirtha Yatra Parishram, the all the effort taken to go to holy places, um, and we have organized like um, trips, tours to holy places, pilgrimage along with other devotees. It takes a lot of organization to organize everything and it's a lot of effort, you know. And um, sometimes, you know, certain, sometimes devotees, you know, those who are new especially, they don't, they can't take the austere life and sometimes they complain even. So, and we have to, you know, sometimes take all those. So, apart from the, apart from the already taxing job of and organizing everything and especially all these places of pilgrimage are in India and India is very volatile I mean you you can't plan and you can't expect that everything will go according to plan in India no you can plan one thing and totally different things may happen so it's a lot of challenge so it's uh, tapasya tapasya is ingrained in the lifestyle of India every part of Indian thing is you know (laughs) there's there's tapasya involved so that's a good thing because I mean if you want to enter the holy place you have to do some tapasya but we have to be ready for that you see so anyway there is Tirthyatra Parishram Kevalam Maner Brahma it's just a mental satisfaction that oh I've gone to holy places because the real deal the real benefit of going to the holy places or anything is to be actually chanting the holy name and if one is actually chanting the holy name in Nama Bhas or Shuddhanam he is verily the place of um, pilgrimage personified. He doesn't even need to go to any holy place because wherever he is, he is a holy place. Like Srila Prabhupada, you see, we, he went to America and he brought the Vrindavan consciousness into America. Those who were chanting, those who were into this, oh, they were in Vrindavan. They were turning the whole countries and continents into Vrindavan. Anya Abhilasha Chadi. Hmm. Oh, Malati Priyamataji has also mentioned this. Good, good. Thank you very much. So here is the actual quotation. The song is taken from the book Prema Bhakti Chandrika. Tirthyatra Parishram Keval Maner Bham Sarva Siddhi Govindu Charan Sudridha Vishwasakori Mada Matsarya Parihari Sadakoro Ananya Bhajan. The struggle. <laughs> The struggle to travel to various holy pilgrimage places is simply the mind's mistake. Because to make spiritual advancement, all one actually needs is the lotus feet of Lord Govinda. Abandoning pride and envy and with firm faith in your heart, always worship Lord Govinda without deviation. Now, this does not mean that one should not travel to holy places. It's not the case. One should travel to the holy places. Because now we are not in the Nama Bhas. 
uh, one should actually so the whole point in going to holy places is to become more inspired in krishna consciousness and become more um, you know uh, yeah basically in, inspired and meet the holy sages there that's why when we travel to the holy place we travel with devotees of course we can travel alone we can do it on our own but when we do it with devotees it's a whole different experience with devotees and those who have traveled with devotees they can attest to this i mean it's just a completely different experience with devotees so we we look we get to learn so many things from the devotee you know because they share the knowledge of you know this place and that place and this pastime and that pastime the intricacies so many things and even just living with devotees and that's a good thing because you know when we are traveling to these pilgrimages when we organize usually i mean with this covid everything is stopped but eventually we will have to resume and when it was going before covid so all the devotees together and you know all the those devotees who usually don't stay in the temple they also get to travel and day and night with there with devotees so they actually get to experience a glimpse of what it is to be a devotee full on um and all the activities from morning to night are all related with krishna this is a new experience for those who are not used to such a life see and then in those interactions it's not only about from a in a class that you will learn about krishna consciousness but with individual interactions with devotees you get to learn a lot of things this um um what is that preeti lakshana this engagements between devotees what is that um NOI 4 what is that um shadvidha pri uh, shadvidha preeti lakshanam uh, how did i forget that so i mean i just can't be satisfied like that yeah dadati dadati pratigrahanati guhyam akhyati pricchati bhungte bhojate chaiva shadvidha preeti lakshanam shadvidham preeti lakshanam so you see cha- offering ch- gifts in charity accepting charitable gifts revealing one's mind in confidence inquiring confidentially accepting prasad and offering prasad are six symptoms of love shared by one devotee and another so sometimes you know some devotees will take up the responsibility okay today's prasadam i am going to sponsor for all the devotees in this in this group you see and sometimes they also you know pa- engage in prasadam distribution in the in the vinnaun somewhere so all these things there are so many i mean the interaction with devotees is just so um, inspiring spiritually so we learn a lot of things even just by observing other devotees how they live their life hmm. so <clears throat> so that's a very good in fact that is the real benefit out of these pilgrimage tours um apart from of course visiting the places of pilgrimage living with, along with devotees and traveling with them and hearing them and you know see their mannerism see their thinking see their way of lifestyle so that is the real thing and that's that will make devotees even more stronger and stronger there are so many devotees who have become stronger after spending time with the devotees um myself included <laughs> i mean uh you know in the, in this pilgrimage tours so there's um, so that is the real effect so we should do everything in the association of devotees so even if we can't go to any holy place if we take to devotional service seriously and if we meditate on the pastimes of krishna on the teachings of krishna on the teachings of chaitanya mahaprabhu 
and following them with faith and veneration and doing it all in the company of devotees wherever we are there is absolutely zero hindrance um, between us and Vrindavan we are always will be in Vrindavan hmm. this is called Krishna consciousness Krishna con- it is about the consciousness but if I go to a pilgrimage a site of, a site of pilgrimage but I am just materially in, you know like you know I stay in a hotel and then you know oh there is a TV there and I watch some movie there and, I mean come on what am I doing so I am actually not in a place of pilgrimage whereas even if I am in hell if I am thinking of Krishna I am in a place of pilgrimage so this is the real thing that's why Ch- uh, Narutam Das Thakur has you know uh, condemned I mean in the sense that he has said that this is the external activity but the real deal is Krishna consciousness the struggle to travel to various places, holy pilgrimage places is simply the mind's mistake because to make spiritual advancement, all one actually needs is the lotus feet of Lord Govinda. Abandoning pride and envy and with firm faith in your heart, always worship Lord Govinda without deviation. So this is the, of course, this is very high stage. This is not Avyabhicharina Bhakti. This is Namabhas and Shuddhanam, that stage, you know, not in Namaparad stage. So in Namaprat stage, we have to follow everything. Even going to holy place also, we should honor that. Hmm. And not get too familiar with the holy places, uh, with respect, you know. And uh, come back and engage in the uh, order, executing the order of the spiritual master. That's where the real deal is. In fact, there is one incident. In fact, I also feel sometimes like this. Um... We really like to go to holy places. But when we go to the holy place, sometimes I do feel like this. I am taking darshan of all the places, all the temples. It's very nice, very, very inspiring. But sometimes I feel something lacking. What is that? Seva. Like, there is no committed seva that I am doing. I am witnessing and I am saying, yes, nice and nice and nice. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So then, at that time, the inspiration comes so much oh this is you know is so nice only at that time the feeling is like i want to go and preach i want to go and you know go back to wherever i'm from and then engage in this preaching work of course we can always engage in preaching work even in vrindavan where we are when we're there um but then we of course we will we will need extra time we will need to spend more time so that we can see the holy places do the parikrama and then also do book distribution prasadam distribution we need more time. So, but usually, because we are coming from places where we are engaged in preaching work, so we usually have very less time to spend on a pilgrimage, like 10 days, maximum 2 weeks. So, we try to maximize that to visit as many places as possible. In a whole year, that's all we get. Um, and sometimes, we have to take rotations. Like, for example, especially for those who are dedicated in the temple, sometimes one devotee goes but the next year he can't go because he has to cover for the other devotee who will go this time. So in this way, one only will get a chance in a few years once. Mm. So, uh, there are so many commitments here. So that's why we can't go for that long. So usually when we go, we can't engage much in the you know, book distribution or prasadam distribution in those places. And we just visit all the places and even in fact show the new devotees all those places and explain the pastimes and explain so it already takes all takes up all of the time that we are there so 
So sometimes we long for that service again. You know? Of course, this is also service. This is also actually service. Because training devotees and all that. That's why we should never go to holy places just to, without a service mentality. If we take it as a service mentality to educate the other devotees who are with us, especially for those who are dedicated, um, to educate them, okay, this is you know the importance of you know places of pastimes and the pastimes and the intricacies of these leelas and some teachings that would have happened there. Like we went to Naimisharanya and we went, this is where you know, Bhagavatam was spoken and all these things. So then we delve a little bit into the Bhagavatam. You know, if we ha- if we know these things deeply enough and then we share with them, then actually we are doing a service by, you know, making them also devotees. And if we don't know much, then we go with devotees and learn. See? Eventually it has to come to the point of personal uh, acceptance of the process of devotional service. And then it doesn't even matter where we are, we will be in Vrindavan. For these reasons, Namabhas is even more powerful than the Vedas. Where is that verse? I think everybody knows this verse, probably. Srimad Bhagavatam 3.33.7 Ahobatashvapachotogariyan yajjivagrevartatenamatubhyam Te pustapaste juhusasnurarya Brahmanujurnamagrinandiyete In fact, the previous verse also. Yannamadheya shravananukirtanad yatprahvanad yatsmaranadapikvachit Swadopi sadhya savanaya kalpate Kutah punaste bhagavanu darshanat To say nothing of the spiritual advancement of persons who see the Supreme Person face to face, even a person born in a family of dog eaters immediately becomes eligible to perform Vedic sacrifices. Means is higher than the Vedas. If he at once, sorry, if he once utters the holy name of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or chants about him, hears about his pastimes, offers him obeisances, or even remembers him, and of course, all this is with a caveat of how much offense or offense less we are accepting this process with. You know, it all comes boils down to that. But you know, I mean, this is the max. And then, Brahmanuchurnamagrinandiyete. Oh, how glorious are they whose tongues are chanting your holy name? Even if born in the families of dog-eaters, such persons are worshipable. Persons who chant the holy name of your lordship must have executed all kinds of austerities and fire sacrifices and achieved all the good manners of the Aryans. To be chanting the holy name of your lordship, they must have bathed at holy places of pilgrimage, studied the Vedas and fulfilled everything required. And it's also echoed in this um, verse of the Bhagavad Gita. 8.28 Last verse of the 8th chapter. Vedeshu yagneshu tapasu chaiva daneshu yat punya phalam pradishtam atyeti tat sarvam idam viditva yogi param sthanam upayiti chadyam. A person who accepts the path of devotional service is not bereft of the results derived from studying the Vedas. Again, see? Performing austere sacrifices, giving charity, or pursuing philosophical and fruitive activities. Simply by performing devotional service, he attains all these and at the end he reaches the supreme eternal abode. Nasadhyati Maam Yogo That verse is also very important. Oh. 
न साधयति माम योगो न सांख्यम धर्म उद्धवा न स्वाध्यायस्तपस्त्यागो यथा भक्तिर ममोर्जिता स्वाध्याय मीन्स व्हाट वैदिक स्टडी माय डियर उद्धवा द अनलॉयड डिवोशनल सर्विस रेंडर्ड टू मी टू माय सॉरी द अनलॉयड डिवोशनल सर्विस रेंडर्ड टू मी बाय माय डिवोटीज ब्रिंग्स मी अंडर देयर कंट्रोल I cannot be thus controlled by those engaged in mystic yoga, sankhya philosophy, pious work, Vedic study, austerity, or renunciation. See, this is so the Nama Bhas is higher than Vedic study, uh, Vedas, and um, uh, places of pilgrimage. Um, what is it? Trigunya Vishaya Veda, Nistrigunya Bhavarjuna, Nirdvandva Nitya Satvastho Niryoga Kshema Atmavan. So. Uh, krishna is asking arjuna to come to that point of course his his procedure was not nama bhas he is not he was not chanting hare krishna arjuna he was actually acting for krishna or working for krishna he said the vedas deal mainly with the subject of the three modes of material nature o arjuna become transcendental to these three modes be free from all dualities and from all anxieties for gain and safety and be the established in the self so this is the Oh yes. No merit higher than chanting the holy name. Yeah, this is actually a very good verse. Gokoti danam grahane khagasya. Prayag gango daka kalpa vasa. ृष्ण Navabhas is even more powerful than the Vedas and all holy places. It surpasses all the materialistic pious activities of Karma Kanda. Because the holy name is invested with all Krishna's transcendental energies, even by chanting in Navabhas, one can attain the goals of Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha, the cherished aims of the Varnashram system. Look at that. Just by Navabhas, we can attain all these things. So in other words, artha, for example, um, dharma artha. What is the um, connection? It's explained in the Bhagavad Gita that in the third chapter, tenth verse to the sixteenth verse, that you know Krishna has sent for pros- the the uh, sent the populations and also the process of yajna. So by following that process, one so that is dharma. Yajna process is dharma. one can have artha because annad bhavanti bhutani parjanyad anna sambhava yagnyad bhavati parjanyo yagnyah karma samudbhavah so sacrifice should be done in order for rains to come uh, sacrifice in this kaliyuga is chanting sankirtan yagnya so 
by just by chanting the rains will come there will be sufficient food supply everything will fall in place if we just chant the holy name namabhas so one has so we need to have serious devotees and even if one devotee is there serious it can have a tremendous effect on the whole world hmm. so the more the number of devotees the more favorable circumstances of life will be on the planet even in this it's not that for that reason we chant the holy name but it automatically comes see mukti mukulitanjali mukti swayam mukulitanjali sevate sman dharmartha kamagadaya samaya pratiksha so bilumangal thakur says when i am in devotional service then dharmartha kama and moksha stand at my door waiting to serve me so that is a, that is true and also in mukundamala stotra that is echoed alamalamalameka praninam patakanam nirasana vishayeya krishna krishneti vani yadi bhavati mukunde bhaktiranand sandra karatala kalitasa moksha samrajya lakshmi by themselves the word krishna krishna are sufficient to drive away the sins of all living beings anyone who possesses devotion for lord mukunda that is densely imbued with ecstasy holds in the palms of his hands the gifts of liberation worldly influence and wealth automatically is there in his hands if one chants the name of krishna and krishna this chanting can give, so now let's try to understand it is being established here how the chanting of in nama bhas is even greater than the varnashram system it itself but of course because people are not chanting in nama bhas therefore the varnashram system is required to regulate their activities and although they are doing in nama parad and slowly slowly to guide them to nama bhas but once they come to nama bhas they transcend varnashram and chaitanya mahaprabhu said that you know naham vipro nachanarapatir napi vaishyo na shudro naham varni nachagrahapatir no vanastho yatirva kim kintu prodyan nikhila paramananda purnamrita abdher gopi pad gopi bhartu padakamalayor dasa dasanu dasa hmm. so he said i am not any of these varnas and ashramas huh? i am just a servant of the servant of the servant of krishna the maintainer of the gopis that also did not see krishna directly गोपी भर्तु पदकमलयो हिरनाथ कृष्ण पदकमलयो गोपी भर्तु बिकॉज आई एम द दास एंड दास एंड दास ऑफ द गोपीज हू आर मेड सर्वेंट्स ऑफ कृष्ण सो अगेन इन रिलेशन विद गोपीज ही मेन्शन सो इट्स ऑलवेज यू नो दैट सर्वेंट ऑफ द सर्वेंट ऑफ द सर्वेंट सो दैट इज इवन हायर देन ऑल द वर्नाश्रम पुट टूगेदर वन ट्रांसेंड द वर्नाश्रम दैट्स वाई वेन रामानंद्रा सेट वर्नाश्रम सिस्टम he said iha bahya aage aage karo aage kaho r so he said this is external if you know anything superior you tell me so then it went to further very very um, elevated topics about what is the real religious principles the core of religious principles um, to cut through all the ex- all the layers and arrive at the absolute core of religious principles one has to study the conversation between chaitanya mahaprabhu and ramananda rai everything is mentioned there 
So anyway, this chanting can give one the position of happiness in the material universe. It is the only resort for the helpless. One can go up to the border of Vaikuntha planets by this chanting. Cannot enter there. Until the border we can go. You see, Namabhas. Scriptures recommend the name as the process for Kali Yuga in particular. Mm. So this is the glory of Namabhas chanting and the limits also of Namabhas chanting. Limit of effects. Now, the very Namabhas itself, now what consists, now what comprises Namabhas? Namabhas as unintentional pious activity may be classified into four types. Sanketa, Parihasa, Stobha and Hela. You know that verse, right? Sanketyam parihasyam vastobham hela namevava vaikunthanam grahanam aseshagha haram vidhu Sanketyam as an assignation or assignation assign but assignation or assignation I don't know resign but resignation so assign assignation maybe <clears throat> that's the that's the problems with imperfect languages. Sanskrit we don't have these ambiguities. Anyway, parihasyam jokingly assignation means referring to something else. So, like Ajamil, he was referring to his son, but he chanted the name Narayan because his son's name was Narayan. So that is Sanketyam. That's why his chanting was in the Nama Bhas. Um, Parihasyam jokingly, va, nustobham as musical entertainment, helanam neglectfully, eva va, vaikunthanamagrahanam aseshagha, asesha aghaharam, aghaharam in utilizing the effect of sinful life, destroying the effect of sinful life. So one who chants the holy name of the Lord is immediately freed from the reactions of unlimited sins even if he chants indirectly to indicate something else jokingly for musical entertainment or even neglectfully this is accepted by all the learned scholars of the scriptures now this is mentioned here these words if you see sanketyam parihasyam stobham helanam so these are mentioned as the namabhas namabhas as unintentional pious activity sanketa parihasa stobha and hela Chanting in Sanketa or indirectly means that one chants the name of Vishnu or Krishna with a specific material conception or chants the holy name unintentionally while thinking of some other object with the same sound, like Ajamil. Or, um, yeah, I mean, these are these are the, these are examples. That, that's a very good example. An example of the first type is Ajamil, who called the name of his son, who happened to be named Narayana. Another, another. Yeah, we can say like Indonesia, Garuda Airlines. Just by chanting the name of Garuda, we are indicating the airlines, but we are chanting the name of a great devotee of Vishnu, getting purified. This is the reason why we should have nomenclature even related to Krishna. Uh, India, Indonesia is having Garuda Airlines, Indian Airlines is having some Indian Airlines. You know. So, our culture, you see, this is what is happening. So, in that way, like Haram. Haram was meaning something else, but 
the same sound is haram liberated namabhas so you know of course we also say our computer whoever computer hardware engineers what is your ram ram it's actually ram but of course the pronunciation is ram uh, ram means like a goat you know what is that uh, male ram <laughs> but there's ram somewhere close but not really so yeah so unintentionally but similar with the, thinking of some other object with the same hurry up hurry up if you say hurry up hurry up so of course in this part of the world they say differently they say faster faster hey faster <laughs> they say like this in, in this singapore and malaysia but actually uh, proper english is hurry up yeah himanshu is saying rather not rather not is like close to radhanath and um, i wish i knew is like close to vishnu um but of course with a gap halam riktam so there is this um, that is called vyavadhana we have actually studied that it will also have effect but there is a slight decreased effect because of the separation i wish i knew is like close to vishnu wish and knew in some places actually they pronounce new as nu i wish i knew so it's closer to vishnu anyway so you can find many such combinations but it it is certainly purifying but because there is vyavadhan because there is other uh, things that are covering the there is a mist of ignorance or aparad or anarthas so there is delayed effect or subdued effect so <coughs> he chanted the name of vishnu but of course we should note that even though there are clouds and there is sun behind the clouds or above the clouds it's not entirely dark it is is different from complete night which is just dark um whereas cloudy day although much of the sunlight is obstructed it's still bright brighter than darkness so even in nama aparadh there is some you know um there is some light but it depends on how thick the clouds are the thick how thick the clouds of ignorance and anarthas are <laughs> yeah we actually we actually did a instagram live stream episode when i was doing the tatvadarshan show this is the link context lost so in this um how i we 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 explored two different contexts two different cases of lost context uh, where it is misunderstood and there is like yoga what is yoga and then today what it is called and what it actually means and what it act- what the real meaning is and what it today is known as and how the context is lost there and similar such things and also in the other the reverse of that where context is lost now like these indirect indications of the lord so that's the the other part so we explored that so in that episode that's a, i enjoyed doing that episode actually so <clears throat> he chanted the name of vishnu ajamel but with the intention of calling his son still he was saved from the yamadutas and eventually attained vaikuntha eventually not immediately you should remember that but because he was only given a second chance and then he became a pure devotee and then eventually he went back to vaikuntha not immediately when he chanted narayan he went back to vaikuntha and um there was this question that shri prabhupad was asked uh, what happened to gandhi who apparently 
uh, chanted hey ram and before he passed away roba said he did not go back to godhead because again the offense he was he actually did not believe in bhagavad gita so much his commentary on bhagavad gita although he carried it around he took it all for his own you know in his own personal way he did not take it he doubted that there was even a history called mahabharat actually happened he said the pancha pandava the five pandavas are the five in senses and krishna is the mind and kurukshetra is the body so in this way he has had his own interpretation and he did not he was doubtful whether the mahabharat actually was a real historical fact so that kind of consciousness will never this is all aparad you see so that will actually cloud there will be a lot of separation vyavadhan because of philosophical misunderstanding um so therefore it will not have the desired effect you see how much deep this science is mm. holy name yes but <laughs> holy name <laughs> so an example of the second type of sanketa this is also indirect assignation assignation sorry is the yavana who claims haram when dying because the syllables ha and ram are present forming a name of the lord accidentally that person attains liberation in malay also there's matahari matahari means the sun mata means the eye and hari means day day so the eye of the day actually it is coming from and matahari is eye of the hari the eye of the lord actually there is a fact in the that's why if you see there are traces tracing back to the vedic understanding matahari the eye of the lord so the sun and moon are considered the eye of the universal eyes of the universal form of the lord so this is um, this has morphed into this um, you know matahari in in malay language so and they say hari hari means in in malay language hari hari means every day hari de, hari means day hari hari means every day so if they want to say i am coming every day so um, i don't know how i don't know the full sentence but for every day they will use hari hari so you see adatang uh, saya datang hari hari so something like saya means i and datang means come mm, i i i hope i'm right i don't know <laughs> the grammar but um hari hari means every day so in that way they are chanting actually you see and also in malay language rama rama means butterfly <laughs> rama rama means butterfly we have explored all this thing in that instagram episode context lost um where it's a good thing that they lost the context because by saying butterfly rama rama they are actually chanting the name of lord ram twice so these things are there i think in many languages you will find some of these elements involved okay so <clears throat> because the syllables ha and ram are present forming a name of the lord accidentally that person attains liberation because this type of nama bhas is the least offensive the power of the holy name is intact to a large degree one who utters the name of the lord in parihasa or a joking mood such as jarasandha also crosses over the material world uttering the name in stobha or derision as shishupala did because there in the in that verse it is mentioned as musical entertainment but here it is tobha means in derision and deriding so that is also 
stobha as shishupala did can also cut the chains of material existence uttering the name in hela or disregard without attention also brings benefit the mlechas attain liberation by all these types of nama bhas mlechas means you know completely downtrodden you know um meat eaters and everything so um Uh, what was i saying um yeah uh, this is the the mercy of the lord you see how merciful the holy name is when you say holy name is not different from the lord so how merciful the lord is how merciful the holy name is that even we are taking to the holy name with offensive mentalities is purifying like putana who came to the lord with a purpose to kill him was purified and given the post of a mother because she offered her breast for the krishna to suck so she was offered the post of a nurse in the in the spiritual world i mean how merciful krishna is you see um. <clears throat> he considers it as nama bhas although it is like oh, aparad <laughs> but somehow or other you know these types of nama bhas coincidence jest derision and disregard being without real faith in krishna are situated on the lower border of nama bhas so you see this is now stages of nama bhas the lower border of nama bhas on the other hand if one has genuine faith in krishna and takes to the holy name while anarthas are still present that stage is called shraddha nama bhas provided he is doing it without offenses since even by chanting in nama bhas without faith one can attain liberation how can one describe the results of chanting in nama bhas with faith by chanting in nama bhas one can get everything except prema except prema so he can get until bhava which which is way above all the mystic yogic perfections of the material world and heavenly pleasures and pleasures in this life and this world these are insignificant compared to that but even in devotional uh, life one can get every all the way until bhava except prema if one gets to the point of shraddha nama bhas quickly the anarthas will go and the pure name will be revealed chanting the pure name shuddha naam one will certainly get prema very quickly so this is why chaitanya mahaprabhu asked haridas thakur to explain because why this nama bhas should be understood so that it is a stepping stone towards the shuddha naam so we need to understand what is the process and how it looks like you see and haridas thakur explained perfectly it may be concluded therefore that nama bhas itself cannot give krishna prema but by progressing from this stage to the stage of shuddha naam by means of following rules of a sadhana as laid down by the guru uh, one can get love of god so why do we sometimes press the devotees to follow strictly why because then the anarthas will go away and then one can have a much more uh, intimate access to the holy name otherwise we are always sitting at a distance to the holy name although we are chanting the holy name so to to minimize our offenses we have to follow the sadhana and sometimes uh, those who don't understand the importance of this they may sometimes take offense um at such corrections at such chastisements or at such you know nudging but 
um, if we understand the importance of this harinam chintamani especially nama bhas and shuddha nam then we will appreciate um, such corrections see and as a reason why we are reading this text right now harinam chintamani so to understand this in a, in a, at a deeper level <clears throat> thus provided one does not commit nama aparad nama bhas is praiseworthy it is considered unlimited times better than karma or gyana because a person with such nama bhas will, will eventually get faith and that seed of faith will then develop into attraction and taste for krishna which will lead to the stage of shuddha nam and then prema so sometimes you know we we can't fathom or we can't relate to such verses by rupa goswami as tunde tandavani ratim vitanute tundavali labdhaye so in in such verses rupa goswami has said oh i want millions of tongues i want millions of ears so that i can hear the holy name we can't relate to such verses where you know how come he is so enjoying and i don't have that thing in fact i'm waiting when my 16 rounds will be finishing so is it true or just they are making it up you know sometimes we doubt the holy name we doubt everything because of our inability to access the holy name the problem being with us we 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 are adept at blaming something else or somebody else for our problems so we blame it on the holy name we blame it on the acharyas oh they are just exaggerating so these are all subtle offenses we are committing when we see such descriptions and we say ah it is said in you know, a nice nice poetic uh, words but you know it has no reality so we may not say it that way but in our heart we're not like contemplating why did he why did he even say like that is it that great so how if it's that great then how far i am from that stage so am i really even chanting <laughs> can i be even considered chanting so we should uh, question ourselves rather than question the holy name and question the acharyas for their descriptions and question the shastra question ourselves <laughs> where am i um, why am i not why am i not feeling or seeing it the way the acharyas are seeing it what are they saying that i am not seeing mm, where are they where i am not so that that's how we should evaluate ourselves rather than try to evaluate the acharyas and the shastra and the holy name itself when we try to do that then we will commit our offenses the fifth offense to consider the glory, glories of chanting hari krishna to be imagination or exaggeration hari naam ni kalpanam so this is a offense um, <clears throat> so if we become humble rather than being proud that i am always right and if i don't experience something the other thing is wrong so that attitude comes from a pride platform of pride but if i understand that i am i am the problem i i have to become humble and i have to acknowledge the fact that i am a rascal then yes it begins you see <clears throat> so you see it eventually will get to shuddha naam and then prema abhas means a faint light or indirect image sometimes indirect image can mean two things a reflection or a shadow and abhas also means slight light uh, um when there is a dawn there is actually a verse like that um
Yes. Amha samharadakhilam sakrit. Let's take out that verse. This is also spoken by Haridas Thakur. Amha samharadakhilam sakrit udayadeva sakalalokasya tarani revati mirajaladhim jayati jaganamangalam harer nama. Beautiful verse, beautiful verse. See, as the rising sun immediately dissipates the world's darkness, which is deep like an ocean, so the holy name of the Lord, if chanted once without offences, without offences, dissipates all the reactions of a living and living being sinful life. All glories to that holy name of the Lord, which is auspicious for the entire world. This is from the Padyavali anthology of verses compiled by Sri Rupa Goswami. So this is from Haridas Thakur, and he explains that. You know, it is better for you to explain the meaning of this important verse. You know, he is actually Haridas Thakur speaking to the audience. You see, here Haridas Thakur explains. Haridas Kohena, Jaiche Surya Rudoy, Uday Na Hoyte Arambhe Tamer Hoykshay. Haridas Thakur said, As the sun begins to rise, even before it is visible, it dissipates the darkness of night. This is called dawn. Dawn is when. The sun has not risen over the horizon, but the light is already there, which is, all, which is already dissipating the darkness. That is Abhas. And reflection is called Abhas. Shadow is also called Abhas. Indirect image of certain things. Now, just like I am here, but you are seeing my image everywhere, wherever you are watching, India or whichever country, whichever place you are watching. In, you're seeing my image on your screen. This is Abhas, indirect image. That's not me. I'm here sitting at, in this particular address in the ISKM Singapore temple. But you are seeing me within your home, within your palm of your hand or on your table or somewhere. So I'm not there. It's an indirect image of me that is there. So that's an Abhas. <laughs> <coughs> So, Abhas means a faint light or indirect image. It is of two types, a reflected light and obstructed light. This is important. Reflected light and obstructed light. Hmm. So, obstructed light is also Abhas, either by the clouds and mist or by just because it is beneath the horizon and then the earth itself is obstructing our view. And, and reflected light. Hmm. So let, let's read on. Similarly, there are two types of faint faith, just like there are two types of faint light. Reflected or distorted faith. Wow, this is so, so technical, so technical. This is beautiful descriptions. So, <clears throat> reflected or distorted faith and shadow or partial faith. Okay, so reflected or distorted faith is one thing and partial or shadow faith is another thing from partial faith comes dim namabhas which eventually develops into the pure name and love of god this is classed as actual namabhas just as clouds obstruct the full brilliance of the sun so the clouds of anarthas and the mist of ignorance 
in the jiva's heart allow only a faint light of the name to enter though having the opportunity to take pure faith other living entities take a distorted faith which is compared to the light reflected from water the light is broken and the image not intact like for example you know the sun is still in the sky and round but if you are at the shore of the ocean and in the ocean in the ocean there is this reflection of the sun but it is all this you know this this layers and layers and layers and it's it's, it's you know with the waves and the movement of the water it, it's making so much distorted image of the sun and if on another way if there is a mirror if the mirror is concave or convex it's not straight plane mirror but it's concave mirror or convex mirror um then also your the image is distorted you see uh, so <clears throat> so likewise so let's see what the distorted faith is the light is broken and the image not intact when people with distorted faith receive the holy name the name that they take is also distorted such people are characterized by deeply rooted desire for enjoyment and liberation to the extent that they strive day and night to fulfill their desires for enjoyment and liberation <clears throat> now this is the danger in pursuing a materialistic way of life hmm. now can i work and chant certainly yes but is that a good plan for life probably not because if we are working and working and day and night and day and night you know we why are we working i mean do we, are we really in need of such funds such am i really like starving and because of that i need to work probably not sometimes um so we need to have um you know we need to have a very uh disinterested perspective towards materialistic life and we have to just perform things as a matter of duty as long as is basically required other than that we we should be eager we should be eager to minimize our materialistic engagements at the slightest opportunity if we become comfortable in materialistic life then uh, you see this is what is the problem our deeply rooted desire for enjoyment if it does not subside then you see distorted faith and it affects our whole existence because prithirna yavan mai vasudeve namuchyate deha yogena tavat evam mana karma karma vasham prayunte avidya atman upadhiyamane beautiful verse 556 of shrimad bhagavatam it just it just shows if we are karmatmakam if we are completely karmatmakam yena sharira bandha and that evam karma vasham prayunte avidya atman upadhiyamane we will be filled with avidya we will not be completely filled with avidya we will we are learning about devotional service but why interruptions to that you see we should question at every progressive step we should question we should always evaluate always evaluate our you know our um, activity and what we really want to achieve in life if we want krishna krishna prema then we should progressively um refrain from engaging too much in this material world 
it is not possible overnight i can understand for nobody it does it happen like that but we have to put a conscious effort not be comfortable you know staying materially attached and okay a little bit you know like a chutney on the side just touch a little bit you know and then eat so just touching this holy name touching this krishna consciousness it's not sufficient it's good for a start we don't say no that's why we always encourage people to add krishna to your life add krishna to your life whatever you have garbage never mind you add krishna to your life but then as you progress remove all the last traces of garbage in your life and only krishna should be in your life subtract everything other than krishna you should progress to that otherwise we are being stagnant and eventually we will fall down therefore it is said here in this verse in the shrimad bhagavatam neha yat karma dharmaya na viragaya kalpate na tirthapad sevayai jeevan api mrutohi saha 32356 shrimad bhagavatam anyone whose work is not meant to elevate him to religious life means he is working but he is not elevating to religious life or is not using his work to elevate to religious life uh, he is stagnant and anyone whose religious ritualistic performances do not raise him to renunciation one class of person is who he who is working in this world and not using that work to elevate himself to religious life how to use work to elevate into religious life okay there are many ways first the salary that we get from such work we can give to krishna 50% of it that's the gold standard we should try as much as possible for that towards that we may say oh practically it's not possible it is possible if we give if we request krishna for the intelligence then he will give us the intelligence how to do it hmm. so anyway so 50% so salary is one thing and when i'm working i will have some connections because of my work some people who i know can do this service for the temple for this service to krishna this service to the preaching mission i can connect those people and then engage them bring them up or i may have certain influence when i say something it will have some effect like maybe some people will listen to me because of maybe my position in the workplace or my reputation in general in in, in the society for some reason whatever yadyad acharati shreshtha satta devetaro jana so i should use that so i should use my whatever is already i have and i'm stuck in it okay use it, use that to elevate to the next stage religious life and once one has come to religious life he should not again you see anyone whose religious ritualistic performances do not raise him to renunciation so yes okay now i'm you know following religiously but then that should lead to renunciation if if it's not happening then i'm again stagnant at that point i'm having this terrest you know i'm not advancing straight i'm either stagnant here or going to the next step and st- getting stagnant there or a person may be even renounced you see and anyone situated in renunciation and de- that does not lead him to devotional service to the supreme personality of godhead must be considered dead although he is breathing because he is stagnant a, a dead person does not move so a person who is not moving on to the next stage from karma to dharma from dharma to vaira vairagya to vairagya from vairagya to 
bhakti, seva. If that is not happening progressively, then you are becoming stagnant in that place. Then spiritually you become dead. Hmm. And we will lack enthusiasm. And we'll be eventually we will slide downward. Instead of climbing upward, we will slide down. <laughs> uh, these risks are there, you see. So this happens with distorted faith. So when people with distorted faith receive the holy name, the name that they take is also distorted. Such people are characterized by deeply rooted desire for enjoyment and liberation to the extent that they strive day and night to fulfill their desires for enjoyment and liberation. Note the point that even liberation is considered deeply rooted desire. Even if one is working day and night for liberation only, only, you know, even then it is only for serving Krishna favorably. That should be the only desire. So because such people may use the name, they may appear to have faith in the name, but this is not actual faith. It's distorted faith. If one takes to the name with that faith, no matter how long one continues, one will not progress to purification, but will remain at the same perverted stage continually. Ah, here is answer of why we are not progressing. Prabhu, I am chanting for so many years, Prabhu, what has happened? Ah. Definite answer here, you see. Hmm. We are not having enough faith in the process, in the name. So we have a fundamental problem with our chanting. And that happens because we are not watering this bhakti with hearing. Hearing, chanting, engaging in seva and, you know, even while chanting, you know, paying attention carefully as much as is within our command that much effort we have to put um, in paying attention to the holy name yes we're going to the mind is going to slip a million times but then every time we notice we have to come back we should not willingly be um, um, without regard to the holy name so we have to try our best then krishna will see okay this person is trying let me give him more intelligence so but if you don't then you see this is what happens one will pro no matter how long one continues, Bahu Janma Korejadi Shravana Kirtan, Tabutana Pai Krishna Pade Premadhan. Even for many millions of lifetimes, we cannot get. Uh, one will not progress to purification but will remain at the same perverted stage continually. Instead, such practice usually leads to Mayavad mentality. Oh, Krishna, this is even worse. Mayavad mentality. And finally, one becomes a cheater. Such a person thinks that the holy name is simply a means to a higher end. A means to a higher end. It, it is the means and it is the end. The holy name is the end also. But in pure love, that is the end. In Aparad and Abhas, this is the means. Uh, but holy name is always the same thing. It's how, how much surrender I have towards the holy name, how much faith I have. So, such a person thinks that the holy name is simply a means to a higher end and by such mentality the glory and power of the name become lost. The only result is offense. This is quite uh, discouraging, you see. I mean, discouraging, but that's the reality. So, we at least wake up to what we are doing. Now, again, I must tell you that I am not here lecturing you on the how to chant. I'm just reading myself along with you. So, I myself have to take these instructions to heart. So, I'm not in any way trying to be holier than thou. 
by teaching how to teaching everyone how to chant or what is this that i myself have to reflect on all these things and correct myself everyone has to do it for themselves and we are taking instruction from shri bhaktivinoda thakur haridas thakur chaitanya mahaprabhu here that's what we are actually doing here for our own purification here is the difference between the real nama bhas where due to obstruction the effects of the name are felt faintly and distorted nama bhas hmm. in real nama bhas many anarthas may be generated out of ignorance and weakness of heart but all these effects can be cleared by continual chanting of the name however in distorted nama bhas born from cheating knowledge offenses simply increase oh wow this is even more technical more profound this is not called nama bhas but nama aparad wow this is so good description again let's read that you see here is the difference between real nama bhas where due to obstruction the effects of the nama na- name are felt faintly and distorted nama bhas in real nama bhas many anarthas may be generated out of ignorance and weakness of heart but all these effects can be cleared by continual chanting of the name however in distorted nama bhas born from cheating knowledge offenses simply increase this is not called nama bhas but nama aparad wow so this is why you have to take it seriously the whole process the mayavadis consider krishna his name form leela and qualities to be false and perishable on this ground they will never receive love of god for such a path leads in the opposite direction from the path of devotional service or bhakti is it because even gandhi also he saw you got all this qual- this leela is all false kurukshetra war is just an imagination aparad aparad thus there can be no real compromise between the two paths the mayavad philosophy is considered the enemy of bhakti see there can be no real compromise between the two paths not that you know i give some mayavad uh, motivational talk and then uh, i say this is krishna bhakti oh i am actually bringing them first and then slowly i will make them devotee and because of me they are buying oh bhagavad gitas and you know i cannot compromise whatever it is yeah. we, have to, we have to we have to learn the art of telling the truth and selling the books because even if they buy the books out of a falsity they will not take it with the right spirit also and then when they when they read the book it is something else than what the speaker said i like what the speaker said this book what it is saying eh? or if they really read the book they will get confused why this book is saying one thing he is saying another thing or maybe they will think they read the book and say oh this is how to apply well like what he is speaking and that's how to apply this book in practical life so in all cases is going to be a distorted effect of reading that's why we cannot compromise between mayavad and bhakti our presentation of krishna consciousness must be as it is without the slightest compromise otherwise we we think we are doing something good but actually we are doing complete disservice hmm. <clears throat> so mayavad philosophy is considered the enemy of bhakti and its followers are considered the greatest offenders actually the holy name never comes from the mouths of these people for although the syllables may be heard the holy name with all its transcendental potency does not reside there even more severe the statement they are not even chanting hari krishna although the syllables may be heard the holy name with all its transcendental potency does not reside there 
This is why Avaishnava Mukhodgiranam Putam Harikathamritam Shravanam Naiva Kartavyam Sarpochishtam Yatha Payaha. You should not listen from a non-Vaishnava or a pseudo-Vaishnava. Because it looks like Krishna talk, Krishna name, but transcendental potency does not reside there. The holy name with the transcendental potency does not reside there. This is why. So, um, wow, this is very profound. The Mayavadi chanting the name in this way simply goes to hell. Wow. The Mayavadi chanting the name in this way simply goes to hell because he thinks that the name is temporary and material. While chanting the name, Mayavadi desires enjoyment and liberation and by being so deceptive and chanting with motivation, he receives only pain for all his troubles. If by the mercy of the devotees he can give up the aspiration of bhukti and mukti and accept his position as servant of Krishna, being repentant and obedient, he can receive the real name and realize actual knowledge of Sambandha Jnana. Then, by constantly chanting the name, tears will come to his eyes. The mercy inherent in the name will come. The mercy is inherent in the name, but it will come when we take it with the proper attitude. And his true nature, Prema Bhakti, will become manifest by the association of devotees. But the Mayavadi who holds that both Krishna and the position of the Jiva as Krishna's servant are temporary and imaginary is an offender against the name and dwells in the deep hole of misfortune. Since the name is a desire tree, it gives the Mayavadi his desire of merging into the Lord's effulgence. Wow! By chanting the holy name, he gets liberation. Because Harinam Chintamani is a desired gem which gives anything that the person desires, even impersonal liberation. So, of the five types of liberation, Sayujya or merging gives relief from the pains of the material ocean but extinguishes one's own identity as well. Illusioned men, thinking there will be happiness in that state, receive only this shadow of happiness. Not real happiness. Shadow of happiness. For in that state, forgetting Krishna completely, they cannot obtain service in eternal bliss and knowledge, which is the perfection of life. If one has no bhakti, no love for Krishna, no constant faith and conviction in Krishna, how can one attain real eternal happiness? So we're not only oh, condemning that Mayavadi oh, who is does not. Let us evaluate ourselves against these statements. Let us place ourselves in juxtaposition to these statements and see where we stand. How much faith? How much? constant faith and conviction in Krishna do we have, how much love we have, how much bhakti we have. So, it will always be repentant and, you know, take it seriously. That's how we will become serious. If we think we are already there, we will not be serious about it. If we, if we know that we are not there and we need to get there at any cost, then we will become serious about it. In summary, one who is at the stage of Namabhas does not accept the Mayavadi philosophy nor is his heart contaminated or weakened by its influence. The full glory of the sun is not visible when covered by clouds, but when the clouds are removed, the sun shines in full glory. Just in this manner, when a person receives knowledge of the actual nature of the name by the mercy of the Guru, when the ignorance and anarthas causing Nama Bhas are dissipated by Sambandha Jnana and Sadhana of proper chanting, that Nama Bhas can be transformed into Shuddha Naam at which stage one will receive the full brilliance of the name 
in the form of prema. Therefore, whoever carefully avoids the company and influence of mayavadis, takes shelter of the pure name and serves out of love, will become fully satisfied in full perfection. See? Avoids the company and influence of mayavadis. Not that, oh, I'll live with the mayavadis and chant the holy name. No. Nope. Not at all. So, it's very important to see how very nicely it is described here. That is the Lord's instruction. Whoever accepts this instruction is a fortunate soul and whoever rejects it is a rascal. Who will not be delivered for a hundred million births. Oh. Not one birth, not two births. Hundred million births. To state it in another way, one should simply give up bad association and take shelter of Lord Chaitanya's lotus feet. Other than Mahaprabhu's feet, other than his mercy, there is no way. Thus did Haridas Thakur conclude his explanation of Nama Bhas. One who takes shelter at the two lotus feet of Haridas will sing incessantly his glorification of the name entitled Harinam Chintamani. Then after this starts the offences and um, the first offence is the blasphemy against the Vaishnavas. So this is where we will end today's session and I will take any questions. But you see even the fourth chapter is quite long. Quite long. Wow, that's very very long. <laughs> Okay, I don't know how long actually. Maybe I, I maybe I did not see the, the chapters properly, but I think at least the first one looks very long. So anyway, um, let me take questions now. Let's take the questions. Let's see. Okay, Divya Mataji is asking, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, on the instruction of Srila Prabhupada, Jayapataka Swami has overseen the construction work of Mayapur temple from the empty land with grass and cobra. This powerfulness has also came from Krishna, but now it seems only for material opulence, less spirituality. What's the significance of this powerfulness? See, as long as we follow the order of the spiritual master, there will be result. You see? Of course, if we use it for material things, yeah, it becomes again, you know, materialistic. But again, if we build such a nice temple and then from such place, defective philosophy is being propagated, that is not true service to Mahaprabhu, isn't it, in Mayapur? What is the point, like Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur said, I would rather sell all the marble and print books and distribute. So, the point is that this temple is being built so that in the honor of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and honor of him means his, his how to honor him by fulfilling his desire that every town and village of the world will be filled with Harina. And all such people would come, and even by being a tourist attraction, people would come 
for whatever reason for material or spiritual reason but once they come there they should be enlightened in this krishna consciousness um by the books by by the you know that's why the planetary system is you know probably wanted that and we can have many other things you know with today's technology we can do many things educational uh, things based on the books um so it should be a place where such authentic knowledge is being distributed so that is the whole point of building such a temple and attracting people so that once they come they will be educated and they will be enlightened in all these aspects so if it does not serve that purpose it is not a complete service to chaitanya mahaprabhu so we are hoping that in the future that same temple will be the center of authentic learning of you know gaudiya vaishnavism according to the strict instructions of shila prabhupad unlike what is happening today there all kinds of concoctions are coming up from that place you know so that is real proper service i think this narottam das thakur song anya bhilash chhadi should learn and we should have some kind of um, studying vaishnava songs uh, version of it i mean episode of it i think all kinds of abhilash even to the point of abhilash of even going to tirthyatra means i think that song is quite profound i haven't looked at the song though i mean i can just imagine that even tirthyatra is considered a maner brahma dhirdas can one improve in one's quality of chanting that's the stage that he is in just by solely increasing the quantity of chanting yes yes but <laughs> if we don't chant with quality then we actually cannot chant in great quantity because when kirtaniya sadahari is actually qualitative chanting and that is also quantitative chanting if our if we don't chant with quality we cannot chant in quantity because after some time we will just get, we cannot continue such chanting why why we are chanting only 16 rounds when the actual stipulation is 64 rounds because quality is less therefore quantity is less so quality of rounds means quantity of rounds so by increasing quantity of course that is the way but if we commit offenses then it will only fuel the offenses again harinam chintamani this is the way bhaktuna thakur and haridas thakur they explain here you know he will award anything just like krishna awards everything to the the materialist okay he awards the suitable body to him suitable intelligence to him to do stupid to do stupid things in this material world and for the intelligent person he will give intelligent um, guidance to reach, reach him so he is guiding everyone so just as krishna is like the chintamani fulfilling everyone's desire eko yo bahunam vidhati kaman so the holy name also will fulfill everyone's desire so we have to if we want to chant kirtaniya sadahari then we have to have the attitude of trinadapi sunichena tarorapi saishuna amanana manadena kirtaniya sadahari so to come to that stage we have to follow the whole process starts with accepting a guru and get the sambandha gyan thoroughly and then engage in abhidheya then yes 
that service attitude and everything then the harinam also will increase increase in quantity and quality as so, prabhupada was once asked uh, how to uh, how do we know we are chanting good quality rams huh? and prabhupada said what nonsense you know he he was actually quite <laughs> aggressive in his reply he said what quality are you talking about quality means why 16 rams 16000 rams so that see quality and quantity are directly proportional so we can of course try to chant more but artificially it will not be possible also that's why there is krishnarthya akhila cheshta because we are so restless we cannot chant like haridas thakur therefore there are so many services like selling books and you know painting for krishna and cooking for krishna and managing temple you know so many services we have a whole range of services to engage all our restless senses in in his service so by rendering that service and fulfilling the order of the spiritual master gradually we will become more and more settled in our you know um, in our um, advancement and slowly the you know quality will improve 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 and the quantity also will automatically improve hmm. so it's it's uh, mutually related quantity and quality then shreya if someone does wrong and the, then does devotion so is his wrong doing will be forgiven forgiven yes but not if he does devotional service primarily to nullify or neutralize his wrong doing that is namna namnat balad namna balad yasya hi papa buddhi um natasya yamair hi shuddhi he will not get purified like that if he does it solely for that purpose but unintentional sins and you know something for which he really repents yes he will be forgiven but the only atonement should be the holy name again and one should not take to any other process than devotional service for that such atonement and there is a verse like that in the 11th canto of swatthagutam uh, don't know if i can remember it correctly This is the one. 11.20.25. Srimad Bhagavatam. Yadi kuriyat pramadena yogi karma vigarhitam yoge naiva dahedam ho nanyat tatra kadachana If, because of momentary inattention, a yogi accidentally commits an abominable activity, then by the very practice of yoga, he should burn to ashes the sinful reaction without at any time employing any other procedure. Now, so, that answers your question. So, if, someone does wrong and then does devotion so his wrong doing will be forgiven provided he has to be uh, repentful repentant you see if if you're not repentant i mean i mean if you think it's okay and okay i'll chant and i will just like now if i and tomorrow again i'll commit and again i'll nullify this is nonsense so holy name krishna is not a fool you know we cannot take we won't be able to take advantage of him like that hmm. 
actually let me let me show you some other verses of course actually right the two verses here 112027 jata shraddho mat kathasu nirvinnah sarvakarmasu veda dukhatmakan kaman parityage pyanishwarah tato bhajet mam pritah shraddhal urdhridhanishchayah jushamanascha tan kaman dukho darkamscha garhayan see repenting garhayan this is important having awakened faith in the narrations of my glories being disgusted with all material activities knowing that all sense gratification leads to misery but still being unable to renounce all sense enjoyment my devotee should remain happy and worship me with great faith and conviction even though he is sometimes engaged in sense enjoyment my devotee knows that all such sense gratification leads to a miserable result and he sincerely repents such activities so this is what will actually purify that repentant heart atapyamana hridaye vashitam namami so it is stated in 3 3113 of shrimad bhagavatam in the repentant heart the lord is perceived so um the lord is very merciful he will certainly excuse our offenses provided we are sincere again we, we cannot have the deceitful mentality of making use of the lord and engaging in continual sinful activity krishna is not a fool the holy name is not a fool svapadamulam bhajata priyasya tyaktanya bhavasya hari pareshaham ಸರ್ವಂಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟಿಟ
so when one devotee thanks prabhupada for bringing them here in dham so prabhupada said this is your original and eternal home you preach in the west and recharge by coming in dhams it will even boost our preaching yes true when we go back and you know remind ourselves of all these places of past times and it will surcharge us oh there's such glory in this place there's such, such philosophy is there behind this place and this should be known to the whole world just like i mean if there's a tourist location if it's such a beautiful place you'll you'll you know take photographs and everything and maybe there is even a you know like an architectural site or something like that like a tourist location oh there is a history of this place you know there is whole there is you know the uh, tourist department immediately like you know brings out the whole story of the place and the history of the place and then the photos of that place and everything and broadcast it everywhere and then advertise everybody to come there and you know to advance its tourism similarly if the vrindavan is such a great place it's an embassy of the spiritual world in fact non different from the spiritual world and the spiritual world means all of this this super excellent philosophy and the super excellent pastimes of the lord and all the, that comes with it so that has to be known everywhere and with that will be even more uh, and i mean enriched in our enthusiasm to preach about krishna आराध्यो भगवान व्रजे शतन यस्तधाम वृंदावनम सो दैट इज डेफिनेटली एन इफेक्ट ऑफ एन इफेक्ट ऑफ गोइंग टू द होली प्लेसेस सो बट माय पॉइंट वाज द नरोत्तम दास ठाकुर्स पॉइंट वाज दैट अल्टीमेटली अल्टीमेटली द होली नेम इज सो पावरफुल दैट ऑल दीस थिंग्स फेड इन कंपैरिजन to nama bhas chanting even not even shuddha nam nama bhas chanting but definitely what you said is right that's what it usually drives me when i go to the holy places i like it all but then it just gives me more fire to go back and preach and i feel something lack that i'm not preaching i'm just seeing all these holy places sundagopal prabhu also um experienced this he he related his experience also when he was much younger in 1982 when he was only like 20 something years old so he went to badri uh, badrinath at the time and he was there sitting you know in the holy place and you know after after a few minutes he felt like what am i doing here no seva nothing you're just sitting like in a brahman just sitting and doing nothing so i might as well go to the like pralad maharaj said i don't want to go and sit in the himalayas and then enjoy that peacefulness of the, the dham or you know the, the, the or perform rigorous perform uh, penances for my own purification but let me go to that city and preach so that the the mood of preaching is greater than being satisfied in a holy place take all the trouble and to find bliss in such an activity that is much higher than Uh, being satisfied in whole it's not the one is not satisfied in whole place but it's just you know a devotee will want to do service ultimately because even brahman impersonal brahman is personally falsehoods of the lord i mean it's a personal light coming from the lord but no service so it, devotees are the least interested in that so in in that mood we're not not against the holy name holy places of course of course not 
ప్రియంకా శర్మ వర్సెస్ ప్రభు వేర్ వేర్ వాజ్ శ్రీమద్ భాగవతం స్పోకన్ నైమిషారణ్య బై ఐ మీన్ సూతగోస్వామి టు ద సేజస్ అండ్ నైమిషారణ్య బట్ సుఖదేవ్ గోస్వామి టు పరీక్షిత్ ఐ డోంట్ నో ఇఫ్ ఇట్ హ్యాపెన్ ఇన్ ఎగ్జాక్ట్లీ ద సేమ్ ప్లేస్ ఐఎమ్ నాట్ షూర్ బట్ ఇట్ వాస్ ఆన్ ద బ్యాంక్ ఆఫ్ ద గంగా బట్ నైమిషారణ్య సుతగోస్వామి టు సేజస్ అండ్ నైమిషారణ్య హెడెడ్ బై షౌన కరిషన్ బట్ పరీక్షిత్ అండ్ సుఖదేవ్ గోస్వామి ఐ నీట్ టు ప్రాబ్లీ సంబడి నోస్ హియర్ బట్ ఐఎమ్ నాట్ హండ్రెడ్ పర్సెంట్ షూర్ బట్ ఇట్స్ ఆన్ ద బ్యాంక్ ఆఫ్ గంగా దట్ వీ నో Prabhu, my question is, which mukti, do, which mukti do a person get, does a person get in when he chants the name of Lord while leaving the body unintentionally so he doesn't get, because we can see that the love of God is not developed. Also, what does liberated mean? Does it mean mukti or going back to the spiritual world? It all depends. It all depends. So, Mukti, as we know, if it is a Nama Bhas, then we cannot enter Vaikuntaloka. We can go until the border of Vaikuntaloka, it is said, right? So, whoever is dreaming that, oh, I will chant 16 rounds and I am going back to Vaikuntha, bye-bye material world, bye-bye you rascals all in the material world, I am going back to Vaikuntha, I am not going anywhere, I am going to come back here again and be with the rascals and be a rascal myself. So, we have to come out to, not only to Nama Bhas, but Shuddha Nam stage only and then only we will be going into Vaikuntha planets. otherwise until the border no entry get lost immigration rejected entry rejected so vaikuntha has also serious strict very strict immigration policies uh, unless zero trace of um, material uh, desire nope not admitted not qualified visa documentation incomplete admission rejected get back to the material world so <laughs> so mukti means border of vaikuntha is still considered mukti because it's the brahma jyoti but unfortunately we cannot go inside even with nama bhas until we come to prema we cannot enter vaikuntha so we can't, cannot dream uh, oh i don't want to come back to this material world you know i just chant a little bit and i do this light you know like superficial engagement in devotional service we're not going anywhere we're coming back here so how you just now we understand how seriously we have to take this whole thing hari krishna prabhu is gone bangalore set up a grand temple complex in vrindavan dham that is dham aparadha holy dham offense is that we will cover in the harinam chintamani later prabhu well i don't want to comment on this i mean a temple in the holy place is i mean of course there is some things that are you know, not skyscraper and Vrindavan, some quotes they will bring them from Prabhupada. But, you know, a temple in Vrindavan is always, I mean, a great project. Um, you know, Mayapur, well, did it? Can we have a high skyscraper building there? No, I mean, ultimately this is all, but there's a big building now there. So, I, I, I wouldn't say it is Dham Aparad, or no, not at all. I mean, it's to glorify the Lord they're doing that. But what we are, what we have concerns with is the, the kind of 
version of krishna consciousness that they are presenting um very very much um mixed up with karmakandeya procedures like the other day just uh, two days ago it's not to find faults but you know just can't help noticing it because two days ago the uh, prabhu showed me one video of their uh, temple in malaysia in penang and it's a very grand structure it looks beautiful and all but it resembles the south indian structure which is not our gaudiya vaishnava structure also that video there was this video just with music behind and it's all ping ping all the sound you know this is south indian music sound all this music is going no harina why 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 i mean it's a commendable feat to do such a construction project but the version of krishna consciousness that is pre- being presented through those medium that is not uh, prabhupad flavor that is not gaudiya vaishnava sampradaya flavor and uh, you know th- we have to learn today distorted faith and you know like uh, what is that ignorance where one one of the three ignorances one considers demigods and krishna all equal of course they don't do that of course they did some kind of a demigod puja also in their um, i have seen them doing aarti for the demigods in the what is it festival called uh, brahmotsava brahmotsava they have done all the krishna worship and then they have done aarti for the uh, demigods also of course they may say they are worshiping them as devotees or whatever but why 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 prabhupada did not introduce any of these things and uh, and just even brahmotsava itself it's not our flavor so that's the kind of things we are against and also there are dealings with the vaishnavas so i mean they are also in following the ritual system and like what shri prabhupada asked but then why can't they cooperate with other ritvaiks on, on a you know on a what is that amicable basis so these are the things we have against them and they are you know mixing up mundane piety like you know food distribution and and something which they did was that was completely out of line completely out of line was this uh, dream project where they they fueling the dreams of these actors and you know chefs to go into acting schools and you know some hotels and you know fulfilling their material dreams you know fueling their careers material careers this is crap to the core okay crap to the core by in, uh, from all angles the other things at least they are like mixed 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 this is like complete complete nonsense so these kind of unnecessary things are creeping in so these things are what we are against but if we do if they do everything in properly i mean with with shri prabhupada and center and all instructions and follow our flavor of sampradaya and present shri chaitanya mahaprabhu as he is hmm so we don't feel their thing is as it is so that's that's one gripe we have about them I mean I hope all this becomes good eventually but at the at the current at the current juncture and point in time it's not very it's not looking that good so I don't want to comment so much on you know oh they're doing dharma prad and all but you know these these are the things which are more I mean which are serious considerations to consider Priyanka Sharma Mahathir says, Whatever Acharyas say should be taken literally but not as exaggeration. Right, Prabhu? Yes. 
because there's no mistake in their words <laughs> but sometimes right there's nuance to this as well you know sometimes like these iskon and iskon they come up with this idea that oh prabhupad said i want all of you to become the next in the parampara in the 11th branch from chaitanya mahaprabhu whatever you see prabhupad said he wanted us to become gurus um they quote some letter to tushta krishna swami in 1975 oh discipline succession law of discipline succession means you know uh after the uh, guru after the guru passes away then you can accept disciples there is a law of discipline succession of course there is not the underlying principle of discipline succession that a person passes away immediately whatever the state the disciple is in whether he is a rascal number 1 third class uh, devotee who is fighting with everybody he can immediately become qualified to become guru no of course not that the passing over the spiritual master is not the qualification for the disciple to become guru no but they take it literally like that and in another word in, in the fourth canto dhruv maharaj said uh, it is prabhupad said um, dhruv maharaj uh, liberated his mother she is a pra- uh, vartma pradarshaka guru she showed him the path to vishnu the beginning in the beginning so therefore she is her like her guru like his guru but he delivered her so then he said i also i mean i am depending on one of my uh, qualified disciples to take me back home back to godhead then one of the guru vadis is con devotee he actually quoted this verse to me and said you see you are saying that guru cannot fall down you see here guru fall down the disciple can liberate the guru what you are talking about are he was arguing, arguing with me like this as you got any brain or not you know you know you can't take literally like gorgeshwadas baba ji said when i die drag my body in the streets of navadvip so that the dust of navadvip can bathe my body and i can get some punya at least some of them after he passed away they were actually going to do that so should we take them literally no when a pure devotee says and the most fallen should we take it literally ha ah, he is the most fallen person let's let's be compassionate upon him let's give him some prasadam take some prasadam go is it how we uh, <laughs> treat a pure devotee so literally means again don't misquote misquote me and said yo he said this um, tatvi said you know we can take literally so we will take everything literally we should understand the mood the bhav of the guru i've told this example uh, this story a few times this um, guru parmananda in telugu we call parmananda shishulu there is this uh, stories of parmananda shishulu that means the stories or tales of this disciple of a guru called parmananda the guru's name was parmananda and his disciples were utter fools they literally followed their guru so whatever the guru said exactly to the letter they followed so once they were following and they were going in this party i think i think i have uh, narrated the story before now again i may sometimes make some mistakes in the narration so please excuse me for that but this the story goes like this something something like this so they are going on this bullock cart because those days bullock cart and you know a uh, few bullock carts um they were so they were having all the supplies of food and you know utensils and everything because they were going on village to village preaching and you know, all like that and um something falls out of the cart because you know it's a little bumpy road and you know, something falls all up one pot falls off the cart and nobody gets down um and the guru says what are you doing why are you not getting the pot the guru maharaj you did not instruct us Oh, okay. 
bring that pot now the broader pot then he made a um um list okay i'm giving you a list huh and he said because he was feeling you know a little bit sleepy so okay if i am sleeping and then you know you something falls off and uh, you don't pick up you know let me list down every single item anything falls down you pick up okay this is my order then he went to sleep then the load became a little more bumpy there was a bridge and then the and became bumpy and then the, the spiritual master himself fell out of the cart and then he fell out into the water and the the disciples were like looking at the list oh our spiritual master name is not there okay he did not instruct us to lift him up when he falls down let's go let's go hey this guru was like hey, pick me up yaar pick me up what are you doing what nonsense disciples you are so literally following means we can come to this extreme you know we have some extreme cases here in this iskon and ritvik both sides Uh, you know because prabhupada said one comma also you should not add yes there is a principle you should not edit to you know purely what is work but to consider something edited as completely poison now there is one comma extra here this is poison this book must be burnt are what is wrong with you, you know, stupid that does not so i mean to understand the guru you need some mercy basically let me put it this way if you have the guru's mercy you will understand what he is meaning how will you have guru's mercy follow him be sincere if you are sincere then you will get the right understanding of what shri prabhupad means and how he handled like for example easy journey to other planets was a book is a book that we all know now hayagriva prabhu who was editing prabhupad's books and a lot of editing was done actually prabhupad when he speaks on the dictaphone he speaks like a like like speaking but when sometimes writing should be a little bit different right hmm. so it is all this editing is done and prabhupada approved of all the all such things it's not that oh he is editing my words and you know, i cannot no prabhupada did that he allowed that but what this hayagriva did was he he took out some pages of the easy journey to other planets where the moon landing thing was described and at one point prabhupada was having some conversation with somebody some guest and then you know um, he was uh, talking against the moon landing thing and then he he asked the devotee to bring out the book and read from that and then he was searching and the thing is not there where is this no uh, this was taken out and prabhupada was very angry how can he take out these pages from the book next edition please bring it back now he did not say oh he took out my pages throw this book this is rubbish now this is you know fully poison you know burn it he did not say this yes there is offense committed but the result ha uh, it, it is not like it, it is uh, important now prabhupada did not become important by their offense prabhupada can still preach despite all the so called changes they have done they cannot change the philosophy uh, so the on the disciples part it is back to you know edit and say something else you know from what the guru has said but that does not minimize the message of the guru unless it is like totally changed you know it's like completely different meaning different interpretations ah then yes that is big offense and that is completely that is poison ah, so so there's nuance to this okay hmm. okay so where are we
Also, what if death is next? What is the use of all this work? Yeah. So if we are engaged in karma and death is coming, so what is you? So it it should develop into dharma. Dharmo vittam nirnam pretya. The dharma, whatever religious thing we have done, that will be our asset in our next life. Hmm. But if we don't do dharma, then the karma will be our debt that we will carry into our next life. Dharmo vittam nirnam pretya. But otherwise, karma. It's not vittam, it's, it's a rini. It's a debt we have to pay. And we have to pay very dearly. So all this risk is there. So we have to elevate ourselves. So, Divya. But Gandhi at the end his death, he remembered Ram. Does this mean he will go to Vaikuntha as he executed Ante Narayanasmaran? We have already covered this. Prabhupada said he did not go because he was chanting with offense. Vaishnava Mataji. Prabhuji, can Vaishnava aspire for liberation? As he, even after attending Vaikuntha, he continues his service to Krishna, he never forgets his Swarup. No, Swarup, it is not dependent on liberation or not also. Even in the material world, one, one can be engaged in Krishna's service. So if he is aspiring for liberation, it's not, it's not pure devotional service. It's covered with this desire for liberation or material uh, enjoyment. So, uh, real devotee, of course, Prabhupada said many times we have to, you know, liberation and back to Godhead. And Back to Godhead means back to his service. If you are in his service, then we are always in the kingdom of God, even when we are in, we are in this material world. Hmm. So we will always be back to God. In fact, there was one devotee who asked this question. Prabhupada, in the Sikshashtaka, fourth verse says, Mama Janmani Janmani Ishvare. You know, let me you know take birth again and again here. And then next verse says, Ayinanda Tanuja Kinkaram, and then Padadhuli Sadrasham Vichindaya. Ayinanda Tanuja Kinkaram. What is that? Ayinanda Tanuja Kankaram. How did I forget? This kind of thing happen, you see. Matta Smriti Gyanam Apohanam. Paditam Maam Vishame Bhavam Budhav. Kripayatava Pada Pankaja Sthita Dhuli Padrasham Vichintaya. So, let me be a particle of dust at your lotus feet in the spiritual world. I have somehow or other fallen into this material world. Please put me in the, as a corner of dust and your, at a corner of your lotus feet. Two opposing requests. One, he says, I never mind you birth after birth, you keep me here. Or next one, he's saying, Oh, take me and put me at dust at your feet. Prabhupada says, Yeah, what is the difference? No, but this is contradictory. No, there is no contradiction. <laughs> because even in this material world, if he is serving Krishna, he is with Krishna. He is actually at, actually at the lotus feet of Krishna. He does not feel any separation. That's why when we don't understand this transcendental science that in the transcendental relationship, separation is even more ecstatic than meeting. We don't understand this, then you know this. We, we misunderstand the whole concept, whole, whole philosophy, and whole. So we find it uh, contradictory. They are not contradictory. Okay, Vrinda Gupta Mataji, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Sambhavi Singh, all those Prabhupada. Prabhuji, if I while chanting, mind is sometimes thinking of some other seva, will it be considered an offense? No. But as I said, I think many, I think I have answered this question before. It is not an offense, but eventually the mind may go elsewhere, elsewhere, elsewhere also. From seva, it will go from something, something to something to something. I have answered this before, I think in one of your AMM questions or something like that. I think you only asked this question at the time. 
so we to focus on the chanting of the holy name holy name itself as much as possible so of course mind can also go to <coughs> the past times and the form and the you know seva and everything but you know to remain in that um it is hard because we will fluctuate from there also and go somewhere else after that from one to another to another to another to another unrecognizable we are thinking of something totally different in the end you know oh wow i did not know that today is the appearance day of narottam das thakur jai narottam das thakur ki jai nice that we discussed the song yeah we should discuss that song in a studying vaishnava songs episode um shukratal is the place where shukadev goswami narrated shrimad bhagavatam to maharaj parishad it's in western up now you know what's the name of oh shukratal tal okay shukratal oh that's interesting western up uttar pradesh Yavanas chanted its name to Muzaf or changed its name to Muzaffarnagar it is near delhi oh um priyanka sharma mataji prabhu i mean when acharyas say about beauty of krishna because they had seen krishna and also what they say about the holy name ah that is yes that is has to be taken literally what is this what is this i don't know what link is this patitam mam what is that? i don't know rajeshwari mata ji but when we are in this material world janma mrityu jara vyadhi dukha dosha darshanam but not in the spiritual world yeah but the devotee doesn't feel na for him jivova marova doesn't matter whether he lives or dies because his his service is not interrupted by death also so he is not really concerned so it doesn't really matter for him he's always seeing the vishwam purna sukhayate vidhimade mahendradischa kitayate yat karunya kataksha vaibhava vatam tam gaurame vastumah who has the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu such a devotee is vishwam purna sukhayate fully happy even in this world <coughs> krishna dayaya sarvabhuteshu santushtya yena kenavam सर्वेन्द्रियोपशाष्यु जनादन सन्तुष्टिया वेर एवर ही इज हीज हैपी हेवन और हेल्प और स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड डिड हरिदास ठाकुर फैमिली सपोर्ट हिम गॉड अबाउट इट सीम्स ही वॉज रेज इन हिंदू फैमिली लाइक दैट that was one explanation one of them he was he was an orphan or something i i i have to again look back at the life of haridas thakur i read the other day somebody asked me i think rajeshwari mataji asked me or was it parashuram prabhu so somebody asked me and then i went through it and i forgot again the description so he was not staying with his family he was like completely raised up in another family and something like that so that kind of a background he had the foolish disciples drama by as came some oh we did a drama on this that's interesting i do not even remember that all right so i think we will stop it there
thank you for all your participation and questions very good questions and uh, we will continue the study of Harinam Chintamani tomorrow Thursday hopefully we can continue also tomorrow but Friday definitely not because Prabhu's class is there Saturday yes again alright thank you very much Haridas Thakur ki jai Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai Harinam ki jai Harinam Sankirtan ki jai Sankirtan Mahayagya ki jai Hare Krishna Mahamantra ki jai Anantapodi Vaishnaprind ki jai Shri Prabhupada ki jai Narutam Das Thakur ki jai Nitai Gaur Primanandi Hari Hari Bo Hare Krishna Oh there is something else Last minute questions But when we are suffering from the body pain we usually forget that we are above the three modes that is because we are in the modes for the pure devotee and we are talking about pure devotee only can feel he is completely free even in his material world we are not there so if we rise up to that platform of Shuddhanam then it doesn't matter where we are so basically it's not about being liberated or what we should we should just come to the point of Shuddhanam you know at least Nama Bhas can be done with our endeavor but Shuddhanam Krishna's mercy should be there Prabhupada's mercy should be there and you know uh, but Namabhas that much effort we, we have to put of course it is not going to happen overnight but we have to be conscious and meditate on these instructions every now and then and always in fact regularly and, and conduct ourselves right so thank you very much Hare Krishna